This is the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with me, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. So come on and let's go and enjoy another episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! Hello, it's me, Dr. Fuck, and with me this week is. Yeah! That's Ian Wadley, beyond drunk, because me and him. Just did an episode with the great Bill Wang that ran well over three hours. So I'm going to have to do a lot of editing on this to keep it at least three hours long or something like that. It's going to be a real long one to a very short album. <laughs> this album's only 30 minutes long and this, album, this show, as you can see, is over three hours long. Or maybe three hours. Maybe I can whittle it down. So without further ado, let's get into this review because there's just so much shit we talk about. Ready? Go! All right, now it's time to review a KISS album, which is usually our more popular episodes because, boy, the KISS nerds love those KISS album reviews. And uh, what better way to do a KISS album review than with not one, not two, but three KISS nerds. That's right. We have this week, oh boy, you know everybody's favorite guy to have on the show, Mr. Bill Wang. Hello, Bill. Hey, Dr. Fuck. Hey, Wadzilla. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast, a place to be, diddly D, bam! Damn, I love when you do that intro, bro. <laughs> you are like... What's up, fellas? You're your own entity. And well, I love that you, shit. Thanks. I love that shit, man. Yeah. And, uh, right. and I always miss you when you're not on after a while. I'm like, man, we got to get Bill back, man. Oh, I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate it. You guys fucking rock out, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and speaking of rocking out, we're going to play... We're going to review Kiss's 1975 album? Yes. Five? Uh, Dress to Kill. Yes. Now, I came, awesome. I came up with this idea because, man, I don't know what the hell's come over me lately, but, but, but for the past three to four months, this is the only Kiss album I've been listening to. I don't know why. It's just constantly playing. I just got this bug up my ass where Dress to Kill is, like, taking over my life when it's time to spin some Kiss albums. This and the elder, I, I hate to say, but uh, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, I, I listen to Dress to Kill almost every day for the past three months, and I just f- finished listening to it right now again. You know, and uh, I can't get enough of this album now. This album, I just like pretty much most Kiss albums I got in the '80s because back in the '70s, all I owned was Double Platinum, Kiss Alive, Rock and Roll Over. I think, yeah, I may have had Love Gun and Dynasty in the 70s. It wasn't until, like, later in the 80s where I started to discover, like, the first three Kiss albums. I'm sure I heard Destroyer, but I didn't buy that till the 80s. I'm kind of late when it comes to the whole Kiss discography. But, you know, when I, when I heard Dress to Kill, I was like, yeah, this is cool. And, uh, but, you know, I wasn't like, wow, this is awesome, like how I feel now. Because there's certain things about this album that are better than any other Kiss album as far as performance-wise, but we'll get into that later. I love every song on this, but I love every song on every Kiss album except for Hooligan. That's the only song I don't like. I I even like Then She Kissed Me, and I swear to God, I do, I've never sucked a dick in my life. And I love that song, Then She Kissed Me. I love that fucking song. Wow. So I, do I. So I, do I. I. I didn't know you were dead. <laughs> No, I'm not dead, and I'm... Well, I'm gay, but I find guys unattractive. 
Ain't that weird, Bill? Hey, yeah, that's, that's, that's odd. That's it, odd. It's man. very that's confusing odd. to be a gay man and find guys unattractive. It's it's only yeah. gay. It's only gay if you look up. Yeah, try living in San Francisco. Bam. Oh, uh, hey, Bill. I live in South Beach, which is San Francisco Junior. You know, they're pretty. They're pretty much twins, man. You know? oh, right at the U. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I, I live in New Orleans. Jesus Christ! You ain't gonna tell me about it. We got more drag queens here than Atlanta. <laughs> hey, who knows, man? I mean, I've had some drunken nights, and you can't tell. Sometimes you can't tell. Sometimes they're pretty hot. And yeah. And I don't and and I don't look down in case it is a guy. <laughs> but you know hey, what? They're, hey, dr- so- they're they're dressed to kill. Sometimes it's just a pretty girl with a big dick. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, that's, or, that's one way of looking at it. There you go. That's really gay, though. If it's a big dick. Yeah, a if, if it's a tiny dick, then, you know, you can just pretend it's a big clit. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, but, but when they're seven foot and look like Metal Arc Lemon with Beyonce hair, it's a big dick. <laughs> well, no matter how drunk I get, uh, I can't get confused there. Trust me, down here, there's a lot of good-looking transsexuals. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. And I'm sure they're all it's over New Orleans It's true here, Dr. Fuck. Right? Yeah. You see some, you're like, man, that's hot. And then you go, oh, 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 that's a guy. It's like, what? No, no way that's a guy. And then, like, yeah, when I, when I, when I start banging, I reach around, I'm like, oh, shit, it is a guy. <laughs> Later. Bam. <laughs> but, you know, but uh, anyway, <laughs> that's the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast <laughs> int- intro to Dress to Kill. <laughs> All right, so I already told you how I discovered it and how I live in a place just like New Orleans and, and San Francisco. We are three straight guys from gay communities that is going to uh, review this album. And now I'm going to throw it to our guest, Bill. How did you discover this album? And, you know, overall, like what I said. Yeah, um, man, it's so crazy just uh, just going over the chrono chronological time period of my life in particular but i first discovered dress to kill in the summer of 1977 after i um had uh loved love gun which was my first album that i had but not a physical copy i'll get to that in a bit but an older kid in the my neighborhood was and i say older probably this is summer of 77 so we're talking 15 years old kid he was playing in his garage man and i would and I, every day i'd come home from school and this guy would be out there playing it and, I, and I'd walk in there and just get you know, educated by this guy. I was just, you know, discovering Kiss within the last six months. And I, I walked up to him, I'm like, what's this? And it was Dressed to Kill. And um, I'm all, oh, wow, wow. You know, back then, you know, all I had was this little um, cassette recorder that I used to put uh, my uh, speakers up to. And that was all my stereo was back then. But so I'm all, hey, man, can I borrow this? So I borrowed it um, and then took it home to my parents, uh, which had a stereo system, you know, uh, whatnot. And I put my little cassette recorder near it and I'd record it. And, you know, I thought I was the fucking baddest son of a bitch on the planet and uh, cool as shit. But uh, and then the album cover, the album cover blew my mind. They looked like my grandpa wearing kiss makeup in, in those suits. I mean, it almost humanized them in a way. Yet a freak show look. And I loved it, man. And then on top of it, 30 minutes, seven seconds. Bam. Just that, that's how that's my discovery of Dress to Kill. 
And you know, and, and, and I love the fact that it's only 30 minutes long. I love short albums. I don't know about you guys. But I love like, you know, Fair Warning from Van Halen or where it's like a solid album but it's super short. I love that stuff, man. Right? I mean, aren't, don't you feel satisfied when Dress to Kill is over? Yeah, all albums should be 10 songs and that's it. You know, the, the 10 best you can come up with and then done. That's an album. Anyway, okay, Ian, now it's your turn. Well, uh, I, I, I've never heard this album to a couple of weeks ago. And my, <laughs> my first thought was like, hey, that's not Eric and Tommy. Who are those guys? Uh, <laughs> those are those are the, the original scabs. Oh, the original scabs. Okay. Uh, no, um, I got this album probably around '86. I would say, you know, I came on board with Asylum and went back. But man, as soon as I heard Asylum, Kiss was there. I mean, Kiss was my life from like, like I should say, yeah, '85, '86 till uh, Psycho Circus broke my heart. Uh, they were the number one band for me. And this album was just... I, I mean, this is like a, a classic rock album to me. It has all the elements of great rock and roll and pop music. And if you don't like this album, and if you don't like Kiss in general, I don't think you like rock and roll. Because it's straight up rock and roll. Kiss is not metal. They tried to be metal in the 80s, but Kiss at its heart, which true Kiss to me is the first album through Love Gun, you know? And, and, and right now there's like a Kiss nerd slamming his cock in between two PlayStation controllers like mad because I said, oh, that's the only Kiss, you know? But th that is true Kiss to me. And I love Kiss after that. But this is like, this is real, real kiss to me. It's the four of them, the fab fucking four, uh, doing rock and roll. Doing great rock and roll. The hard and, rock Beatles. Yes. And, uh, man, I, I love this album. I love, you know, man, 70s kiss. You really can't go wrong. I mean, there's some, some bad shit here and there in the solo albums and, you know, I'm not a fan of Then She Kissed Me, but uh, shit, I even love Kisco. You know, I love Dynasty. I love Dynasty to all fuck. But, uh... Dynasty just, rocks, man. Fuck. People, you know, people are very misinformed when they call it the disco album. That ain't a disco album. Hey, there's a couple tracks, but there's a bunch of hard rocking tunes on that album. Yeah, I, I disagree. I, I think drum-wise it has the disco beat throughout the whole song. Yeah, album for the that, that's true. But, but what song on there sounds like I was made for loving? Uh, sure knows something to me. Very much has a disco beat. So does uh, Magic Touch. Dirty Living has a drum beat like uh, I was made for loving you. Yeah, uh, Charisma sounds disco to me. Yeah. Uh, I but, eyes a little bit. But, but I love disco, so I'm not judging. I love that album. I, I love it. But uh, to me, the first album through, through Love Gun is true unadulterated kiss and um, I love it and this is an important part of it it's a very raw album um, it's a very it's, it's a very rushed album yes well well shit all of them were I mean here, you know you think about this I mean look at kiss in the 70s they put out at least two albums a year 
every year until 1979. From 74 to 79, you had at least two, if not more, Kiss albums a year. And these are albums that still stand the test of time. When now, uh, you know, you got like all these other bands that like take four or five years. Yeah, like Crash or Die. <laughs> and, and can't even come up with the quality that these guys did, you know, in a couple month period. And that, that not only goes for them, but it's like, you know, Aerosmith, Ted Nugent, all those bands were putting out great albums, Cheap Trick, all, all in oh, yeah. short, short span of time, you know? It's like... Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you didn't have the luxury to sit there and, like, try to do fucking hysteria. It wasn't I mean, It wasn't until Boston, because Boston I, took a long time, 76 and 79, which was an eternity back then. Well, no, no. With Boston, it was 78 to 79, because the first Boston album came out in 76. The Don't Look Back came out in 78. Oh, okay. I thought it was and, 79. My yeah, God. yeah, yeah. 78, and then Third Stage wasn't until... Uh, 80, 86, I think. Yeah, 86. But but but, uh, but still, two years. It was an yeah. eternity back then. Right, right. And you had to do it or people would forget you. And uh, it's just amazing that all these songs that stood the test of time came out so rapidly. And... This album is absolutely one of my favorite Kiss albums. Uh, it's my second favorite out of the first three. My favorite would be uh, Hotter Than Hell. But this one is absolutely amazing. And Bill Wayne, you are our guest this week. So why don't you take the first track, and that is Room Service. If you don't mind. I will, but if, before, if, yeah, be, well, be, before, before I get there, let me just say something to piggyback on what you said. And I'll be quick. You said, oh, Kiss is not heavy metal. Well, you know what? I, all the revisionist historians love to say Kiss isn't heavy metal. I'm not saying you, Ian, because me and Ralph are older than you. But in 1975, sorry, Charlie, Kiss was considered American heavy metal. What band, What American band was heavier than Kiss in 1975? Kiss Alive 1 was American heavy metal. So there you go. So I don't know what y'all saying about that, but that's the deal. No, I, Kiss, I, I agree. But you know... Band, Kiss was heavy metal. Yeah, no, a lot of bands back then, look, ACDC was considered heavy metal in the 70s. Thank you. A, a Thank lot, you. A lot of bands that are now considered rock, you know, because, you know, metal evolved into something that's not like this. But you can hear, like, proto-metal all over. Like, if you listen... Massively. If you listen today to She, that shit's metal, bro. Uh, I was just... That's in my review. So my, my point is, if something was something at one point, there's still that. It may have evolved, but why not at least call it what it was? It was, for the era, it was metal. So, and, and that's and that's very important to bring up because, you know, not, not only Ian, but we have a lot of younger listeners that are not really aware that there was a time where Kiss and, uh, uh, you know, and ACDC and Bloister Cult were considered heavy metal. Van Halen. Van Halen, to me, were the saviors of metal. You know? Yeah, like uh, like Greg. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you know, uh, punk rock came, and yeah. metal was like a bad word. And then Van Halen came out and sold a couple million. I mean, their, their first album wasn't as big as Boston, but it still sold a couple million. And and second album, they were fucking headlining. You know, so uh, I, I'd have to say though, I, I disagree. Uh, I, I think their imagery is heavy metal, but I I, th I think the music is somewhere between the Rolling Stones and the Partridge family. Who, I mean, you, ta I, who you talking about, Van Halen? I, no, I'm talking about Kiss. Oh, okay. 
Uh, well, know, looking back in 2006 lenses, yeah, but Ian, I mean, and obviously you're not, it isn't like you're young enough to be our child, but the fact of the matter is back then, I'm serious, they were considered heavy metal. Yeah, well, looking at it now, they're not heavy metal, but they they are definitely under the umbrella of the heavy metal tree, um, you know, life. So that's that's my that's what yeah, I definitely proto metal. I mean that that you can't deny. There's a lot yeah. of proto metal making love and uh, you know there's a lot of stuff in the '70s that were it was hard enough. It was heavy enough to be as hard yeah, as like but, but towards was, the cult and it, 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 it wasn't Black Sabbath heavy. True. No, I'm not, and I'm not saying every single Kiss song is heavy metal. What I'm saying is there are certain songs that are definitely back then considered American, emphasized American heavy metal. So you know that's what I'm saying. So, and and that yeah. riff on she, I think that's as heavy as it's it's pretty much. Black oh yeah. Sabbath. I mean, I, w- I would consider it hard rock, but not heavy. Metal. No, I, I, I that's what it is now, you know. But and now, now, you know, in today's definition, I would agree with you. But back then, you know, when I was a kid, yeah, that was metal. No, no doubt about Thank it. Thank you. No doubt about yeah. it. All right, before you and I, and uh, Bill, I want you to talk about room service. But before that, yeah. Now that we got all the homosexuality and all that shit out of the way, I would like to dedicate yeah. the rest of the show to Jason Perk, who's a, a great guy that's uh, living with uh, stage four terminal cancer. He's a part of the Almost Human fifty six page, and uh, hopefully he's listening to this. And he's a Kiss fan, so. Um, I'm, yes. de- I'm dedicating this show to him, and yes. and and all of us. Let's all send him prayers and and also uh, yeah. positive vibes. Much love, much love. Because he already beat cancer once, so let's see him do it again. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, so this is for you, Jason, and now Bill Wang will start the review. Go with room service, Bill. Yeah, you know, Paul, Paul wrote this song. What a burst of energy! An awesome opener. Ace's solo, the sound of a bomb going off the rails, and Peter Chris and Gene Simmons, such a huge part of the sound, more so than I ever realized as a, as a kid. Um, the clever, cocky lyrics, just a brilliant song, man. I love this fucking song, and it's a great opener. And uh, five out of five chopsticks, bam! Damn, that's good. Ian, uh, I love it. I agree. A great opener. The funny thing about uh, this song is it sounds this sounds like a Gene song to me, like lyrically and everything. I mean, I can totally see Gene singing this, yeah, just as yeah. much as Paul, and uh, <laughs> and I, I love it, I love it. But uh, you know, sometimes Paul's songs are a little, little lighter, a little bit more romantic, and this is a straight up fuck me, suck me song that <laughs> you would expect from Gene. Yeah, but. I love room service, and this would be one if you were going to see him now. Unfortunately, you know, with with the scab lineup, but uh, this would be one I'd love. I'd love to see him pull out because, you know, shit. I uh, I'd love to see him pull out anything. Other than yeah, the, yeah. Other than the elder, <laughs> but uh, I like to see Paul. I like to see Paul pull out for now on. No more kids, please. Yeah. No more Stanleys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no more in vitro fertilization because you know we didn't, you, you didn't make those kids. <laughs> but uh, no, I love room service. Uh, God damn, <laughs> some fucking retarded lyrics, but I love it. I love it. This is great, great cock rock, and you know this is part of why I love. Co- you know, a lot of people make fun of cock rock, but Kiss is cock rock. 
I mean, it really, when you when you break it down, Kiss is cock rock. They're, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, they'll make fun of Poison. Half of Poison songs could be Kiss songs. Fucking, uh, look what the cat dragged in. I want action. Uh, what, what's the fucking one off open up and say, ah, uh, nothing but a good time. You know what I mean? The only difference is, uh, Kiss were ugly guys who dressed like monsters, and Poison was pretty boys who dressed like girls. You know, but other than that, there's a lot of similarities. Uh, granted, Kiss is ten times more cooler and has better songs, but... And more original. They started it. They were just copycat well, well, I mean, Poison I, Yeah, but I, I mean, Kiss stole from everybody. Kiss stole from yeah. everybody. Kiss, Kiss stole from the Stones and from Free and from all the bands that came before. They stole unabashedly. Uh, right. But I love them. But, but I mean, Kiss... Kiss was a total package because not only did you have these songs, but you had the look. I mean, you had the bombast of the stage show. You had all this shit. Uh, while I do love the music, if Kiss didn't have everything that they had, they never would have made it. You never would have heard of them. They would have been like some band that just, you know, made a couple albums and you never heard. Kiss just had everything put together. You know, mm -hmm. th there's nothing original about Kiss. You know, even the stage show, you could go to Alice Cooper or Arthur Brown. You know, but I mean, they just... Yeah, but in the whole product, the big picture, that's very original. Sure, they they, well, well, they borrowed and stole, but as a, as far as a whole package, come on. Yeah, and, and they pretty much invented merchandising. They're the first band to have a big logo of their, the name of the band behind them. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, I don't, I can't think of any band before Kiss that a majority of their songs was about sucking and fucking. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a lot of Stone songs are stuck in. Uh, not, sucking not, and not, not really, not, not to the degree of Kiss. Maybe a, an odd song here and there. Well, you know, I, think, I, I, I mean, I, name them. I mean, I can't think of any. What bitch? Oh, Satisfaction. Uh, oh, my God. There's so, satisfaction, there's... he's what? He just wants a cigarette, don't he? Yeah, yeah, it's just a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it's after <laughs> sex. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm not trying to take away. I love Kiss. I Come love on, who Kiss. sang about fucking chicks up the ass? You know, that's, yeah, right. that, was, that was Kiss, bro. Thought Nothing about to lose, baby. Yeah, that's right, you know. Yeah, but did you, did, did you know it was about anal sex until you found out, though? No, no but but no, 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 but no. it was about anal sex. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. when I found out. Yeah, the no. bottom line, it is about anal sex. Where the Stones, they sang about anal sex, but with a guy. Yeah, well, I didn't know Simon and Garfunkel signed to silence was about a girl with a gag ball in her mouth. Was it know, really? Yeah, true story. Wow. Um, I don't believe you for some reason. Oh, why? I don't know, man. <laughs> But, uh, you know, every time we end the show, that's why. Because you always come up with these guests that never show up, man. Hey, I tried my best. I can't help it. You know, it's... it's confirm. Confirm. You know what confirm means? Sometimes people want a check that's good. And I have a lot of checks that bounce. And that's why we don't have those guests. All right. They, they bounce like a quarter off your mother's ass. Where your mom, it only costs a quarter to get her ass. That's right. Yeah. And, that, and that's some room service. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Ralph. What do you think of Room Service? I love this song. You guys heard that? Um, uh, well, Ian just left, so it doesn't matter. I got Bill here. Um, Bill, you heard the 1996 version on "You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best." Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know that that is 
Paul Stanley in 1996 singing that. It's not. Yeah, it's no, not an I, old I, recording. I knew that back then, brother. Yeah, yeah. That's, you, yeah. It's just this is just a sound it just it doesn't sound organic it just sounds so fucking just yeah yeah it's like i know obviously i got it as soon as it came out but yeah unfortunately it wasn't authentic and real yeah it was uh yeah it sucks but yeah i know i would love to hear the original one you know but, oh i know i know but it is i mean you listen to the song right off the bat i mean right there man the first like 10 seconds of the song it's it's the peter chris show man Peter Chris is oh man, and, and, I, and I'm going to be saying that throughout the review, brother man. Yeah, it, it, he's the MVP of this album, without yeah, without a album. doubt. He steals yeah. the album. Anybody that really talks does. shit about fucking Peter Chris doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Because no, they're listen, jackals and pile of shits. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. You listen, yeah. listen to Dress to Kill, then listen to Alive, then go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. And fuck yourself real hard. And you shit. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, like people, yeah, yeah, yeah. people that say, "Oh, Peter Chris sucks," and then you go, "Go listen to Justin Kill and Alive," and then they listen, they come back and they go, "You know, you're right. Peter Chris is awesome." You still tell that person, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, exactly. Thank you, but uh, yeah, uh, this song is awesome. Yes, produced by um, uh, Neil Bog- Bogart. Neil Bogart, which I don't know about you guys, but I think this guy is way better than those guys that did the first two albums. Oh my God! I get to that later. Yeah, Kearney and Wise. Oh my God! Yeah. Even even though I really love and, and like like Ian, my favorite is uh, Hotter Than Hell, but that that album sounds like it was produced in a tunnel. And right. yet and yet I love the sound, even though how weird it sounds. I love it though. It doesn't it doesn't I, like bother me. I will say like I, I like my fucking music like I like a steak. I would rather undercook than fucking overcook. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, agree, you, you know, and I'd rather like a little bit of rawness, you know, and, and purity to it than something that's like fucking, you know, spit polish like the fucking Black Album or something, anything Bob Rock does or fucking Bob Ezrin or fucking, you know, Bruce Fairburn. I'd, I'd rather something like this underproduced and just like the pure rawness of the music comes in and the songs are so fucking good. You don't need to spit shine this shit. I mean, it's just such catchy rock and roll that's all you need to do is hit fucking record because the the feeling comes through the songs but you know this album uh i can tell neil bogart was trying to spit shine it but you just couldn't because they were just so raw but compared to the two albums prior it is a better sounding a cleaner sounding album than the two prior but yet it's still raw as fuck because this is a band this is an unhinged band this is a band that was determined to become the biggest band in the world uh, without no stops. They, they they meant it, man, because, you know, a lot of things, you know, a lot of people like bash Kiss, but, man, you think about Kiss at this point, this was a band that did not give a fuck because everybody hated them. Everybody thought, I mean, I'm talking about the mainstream, no radio, no nothing. It's like, you know, your kabuki makeup is turning people off, but they had their hardcore audience. And that's all that mattered to them. They wanted to become big, and they would not stop till it happened. And uh, this was just another attempt that didn't dress to kill. Didn't do that well at that point. Maybe, maybe it did sell better. No, I think I believe it sold worse than Hotter Than Hell and the first Kiss album at this point. Because, as I recall reading in a book, 
Kiss, the first Kiss album sold more than Hotter Than Hell, and Hotter Than Hell sold more than Dress to Kill at that point. I'm sure oh, now oh. Dress to Kill sold more because it has rock and roll night. Well, I'll tell you, my, my, my father, you know, uh, who, when the first Kiss album came out, my, my dad was 24. And he bought the first Kiss album because he's thinking it's going to be something like the New York Dolls. And he loved the New York Dolls. He loved Iggy Pop, more of like, you know, the kind of proto-punk kind of thing. He bought the first Kiss album, thought it fucking sucked, and, you know, never bought another one. And he couldn't believe, you know, that I grew up to be a Kiss fan. And we used to fucking argue back and forth. But to him, it was bad New York Dolls. You know, so I can see that where, like, the first album sold more because you had this, like... Wow, what a look. But uh, people didn't catch on to the songs. But I don't get it because if you listen to these songs, especially if you listen to 70s rock and roll, this shit fits in so much with shit that was a hit. But, yeah. for, what, but for whatever reason, this no. wasn't. And that, that's like, you know, when I'm making a joke about some of these songs, you know, almost sound like Partridge Family songs. It's just because it's that catchy. But, yeah. but, but, but ca- catchy rock and roll songs were a hit in the 70s. But Ian, Ian, here's the thing, and I, and I, you st- we still see this argument to the, today. There's a lot of people out there that listen to music with their eyes, not their ears. And yes. people that don't like kids, don't like them because they're cartoony. You never hear them talk about the music. Well, well, I know, I know a lot of people, and it's funny, it reminds me, you told a story uh, in a past episode about how you bought uh, the Grateful Dead Blues for Allah. Yeah. You, you like the cover. And you're like, oh, wow. Well, I know a lot of, like, metal fans that uh, they were attracted to the imagery and the makeup, but they were mad because the music wasn't as heavy as the image. Right. You know? And, and you know, the, the, the image definitely was heavier than the songs. I mean, these, I mean, this is just basic rock and roll here. You know? But, but like, like Wang said, though, at the time, you know, this was America's answer to... Heavy metal, man. They were trying to be as heavy as they could at, at a, in a lot of points. Right, Parasite, right. Strange Ways. Come on, man. I mean, they they were very heavy. Modern Hell is American Black Sabbath, and Neff said. That oh, that's a doomy album. Pop influence. But really, I mean, was it that much heavier than the James Gang? Yes, yes. I don't, I don't know. I think. I, I, I think. I disagree. I disagree. All right. <laughs> well, James Gang was more room service than than uh, Strange Ways. You know right, but but they are she, are she, Ralph? Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but Kiss had more songs that sounded like that than they did Strange Ways or She. No, yeah. you're right there. Yeah, no, you're no. right, but there was that element of the, of that of that. There was that element. So. Yeah, no, that's know. that's the point, Ian. I, yeah, there there the the other type of music outnumbered it, but you can't discount Strange Ways, Parasite, uh, Cold Gin, Hundred Thousand Years, and She. She, I mean, there were some heavy tunes, but, you know. But th- those are songs that nobody would discover until Alive came out. You know, you know what I mean? Well, the nobody discovered point. any of those albums, though. Alive yeah. is what yeah. blew them up. Another valid point. Uh, so now, uh, Ian, why don't you take track two? All right, track two. One of my all-time favorite Gene songs is Two Timer. And, uh, man, there's just something about this. And what I really love is Gene's bass in this is a mix. In this whole album, especially if you got the remasters that are a lot better than the first, you know, issues that were put out on CD that I got, you know, as I got into Kiss. But uh, 
Goddamn, Gene's bass, it's simple, but it's so awesome. So awesome. Absolutely love two-timer, love Gene's bass. Bill, what do you think? Man, I, it's a great Gene song. I love the fucking doomy, seductive beginning. It's so fucking catchy and dirty and whore-like and shit. And Ace is that that solo is just holy shit electric. And then I'm all thinking when I'm like just you know preparing for this review, it's like I'm all just like putting myself back. It's like, oh my god, to see him do this shit live in 1975 must have been fucking amazing, man. And the the, the awesome vocal harmonies, man. I love this song. It's so fucking awesome. And you know, if I'm gonna give it a, a rating, it's gonna be five out of five chopsticks, baby. Bang bang. <laughs> you know saying bam all right but yeah it's a great song i love it i love it i love it awesome so since yeah. Ra- since Ra's still not back yet right. i, I want to talk about an awesome wadzilla wang moment okay. and, and, and that was when i got off the bark and saw you in san francisco yeah oh my god <laughs> for our listeners that don't know bill wang was very uh hospital enough to take me into his home for a couple of days so I could see a Raider game. And, uh, man, what a trip it was. My whole ride out there, uh, plane got delayed. I was stuck in L.A. for hours and everything. And then fucking, uh, I finally land. I was supposed to land in Oakland, but then I land in fucking San Francisco. Then I take the BART there, and I was like, holy fuck, I've never seen Bill Wayne. I've just seen you, you know, you where you cover your face. And then I was like, man, I hope I recognize him. And I did because you were the only person excited to see me when I got off the fucking... (laughs) Well, you didn't see the crack dealer that was on the corner of fucking Powell and fucking uh, Market. He he, he thought you were going to be a customer, you know what I'm saying? No, he didn't see me or he would have been excited. But you were like, I'm like, how will I recognize Wang? And then you're like... You're waving your arms like Godzilla, and I was like, "Well, well, that's Bill Wang, that's Bill yeah, Wang." That's Bill Wang. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh my God, was that a fucking adventure, or what, dude? I want to thank oh, you so much. Oh, it was magical. Bill. Oh, dude, we had a fucking weekend from fucking heaven and hell, and it was yeah. awesome. And, oh, uh, it was magical. And and we're gonna do it again. It's gonna be a yearly thing now. You know, You're damn right it is. Now we gotta get Doctor Fucking Ball. We'll all scrunch into my little fucking, my little apartment in downtown San Francisco. Oh, dude, I'm going to come back every year until the Raiders move to Boise, Idaho, or wherever the fuck they're going to get fucking relocated. Oh, I moved to Gene Elizabeth. No! No, you're not leaving the Bay. <laughs> we're, we're moving Gene to San Francisco, goddammit. Oh, that'll never happen. Uh, hey, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, Okay. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, awesome, man, awesome. Fuck it. But, uh, okay, Ralph's back. Dr. Hey, Ralph, Dr. Fuck, the man, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. So you guys, hey, you, hey. you both already talked about uh, two-timer? Yeah. Why, no. why yeah, you, yeah, 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 we were waiting for you. While you were banging glasses and pouring a drink and eating food, I, every bit of that came through the mic. So what do you and banging, think? A, I'm sure banging a couple bitches, you know, doing the Dr. Fuck thing, diddly d, you know, you know how he rolls, he's Dr. Fuck. Fuck I mean, yeah. Hello. Just two pumps and I'm done. <laughs> Who gives a fuck if she's satisfied? That's Damn. right. 
It's all about me. It's like diddle diddle, bam, get out of here. It's like, <laughs> it's like my old lady says, you're horrible in bed, but at least you're quick. You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, it's like, you know, I'm a gentleman. I let them get dressed before I kick them out the door. <laughs> oh, man, what a sweet <laughs> Anyway, two-timer. Uh, oh, man, I love this one. This is probably uh, one of my favorite Gene songs on here. I got to listen to the rest of Probably is my favorite Gene song on the album. Um, boy, listen to the bass line going on during the yeah. vocals. I mentioned that. Oh, you did mention mm-hmm. that? Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and again, you know how we were talking about uh, Peter Chris, everybody bashing Peter Chris. Nobody ever talks about Gene Simmons as a bass player. Gene Simmons, especially on those first three albums, is great. He does a lot of great fills during the song. You can tell he's very influenced by uh, Paul McCartney. Because McCartney does the same type of thing. He's all yeah. over the fretboard during the singing. and uh, It's a great, great album. Uh, and it's a karma album. You know, two-timer. Who's more of a two-timer than Gene Simmons, right? Remember that porno he did? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I, he did a porno, and I remember Shannon Tweed, the Joker. She said... Uh, you, you know, she looks like the Joker lately. Have you noticed that about her? <laughs> her face is all like... <laughs> Too much plastic surgery on that woman. <laughs> she, she should be the next Joker. <laughs> anyway, when, when Jean got busted, she said, Oh, that was a long time ago. I'm like, please. Look at the wig in that video. You know, one thing I... Look, I'm such a kiss nerd that if you show me a picture of Jean... I could tell you what year that is because of his wig. And that, yeah. and when he was banging that girl, that's when he was wearing the real ridiculous wig. The one that looked like mm-hmm. a raccoon. He looked like Getty Lee back in uh, Hold Your Fire or whatever album that was. <laughs> the only difference is Getty Lee's hair was actually real sad. Sadly. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Again, another song that ended up on You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best with 1996 Gene Simmons singing to it. Uh, never seen any footage of them playing this back in the day. Though there is footage of them playing the next song, uh, Ladies in Waiting. Um, on the Alive on the Alive tour, they, they shot two shows in Detroit, Cobo Hall. And one of the two shows, they played Ladies in Waiting. And here's another song I absolutely adore. Da-da-da. You know, it's just... Ladies in waiting. Again, I think it's a brand new song that just shit out in the studio. And this is this is a song that was written under pressure and delivers. I mean, I love this song. I again there ain't a song on here I don't love, but Ladies right. in Waiting is it's an amazing tune. And uh, there's nothing really bad I can say about this song. I think this album is uh believe it or not, I, I think when you look at all the all the kiss albums back then the first three i mean i know the first album they had all the time in the world to write those songs so they they were more than prepared and yeah they had watching you and a couple songs for the next album as well this one was like they didn't have shit they didn't have nothing so they even had to you know bring back a couple wicked lesser songs to fill out the album and i don't know if you guys noticed there's a big gap between songs like when a song's yeah. over it takes a few He's more than a, your regular few seconds for the next song to kick in. Yes, they, they did that on purpose because the songs were so short, they wanted to make it seem longer than it was. 
Right, exactly. Ain't, and, ain't that crazy, man? That's fucking crazy. It was a kooky time, man. And uh, well, yeah, yeah, it, it, was, it was 1975, and you spent four bucks on this motherfucker. You want your money's worth. You know, they tried to make it seem like more of a bargain. Where four bucks is like f- 400 bucks today. Right. But, yeah, uh, right. Inflation. But, but you know, and another thing I brought up on our trivia show, this album cover... Uh, it says kiss all the way around it, but one of the kisses is missing an S. Yes, I never knew until you brought that up, but now I see it clear as day. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, I love Ladies in Waiting. Uh, Ian, what do you think of Ladies in Waiting? Oh, I I love it. I mean, this is classic Gene Fuck Me Suck Me uh, song, and uh, it's awesome, but it just shows how you know, they didn't need like four years to do a fucking hysteria or some shit like that. Just put a little pressure on them and you get the original band that has that feeling and say, hey, you got to do a song and it comes out and it comes out classic. Absolutely a classic Kiss song, in my opinion. I would much rather hear this then rock and roll all night. Like, oh, what do you want to hear? Ladies and waiting, rock and roll. Ah, oh, ladies and waiting. Every, <laughs> every time. Every time. Yeah. Dude, I love, love ladies and waiting. What do you think, Frank? Oh, uh, man. I mean, what can I topple what you guys just said? It's such an underrated gem. Just Ace sounds so amazing, so bombastic. And like, you know, like y'all saying, like Gene's bass, it's just so, bo- I mean, like throughout the album, it's so booming and heavy and simplistic, like Wadzilla was saying, but you know, the whole album. And then what can you say about Peter Chris? I mean, his, his brilliant drumming at this juncture was quite that brilliant. And like you were saying, Dr. Fuck a lot, um, you know, everybody rips Peter Chris and, you know, but they're all basing shit on, you know, when Peter Chris is 50 years old during the, the reunion tour right. or, 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 or gas, you know, the dynasties tour where eight balls every day and, you know, you know, rope yeah. dope slam sessions of heroin. I mean, hello. I mean, let's see, dynasty was, he was 34. Yeah. So, I mean, but if you go back to this album in particular, Peter Chris is the MVP and you cannot fucking lay down the fucking blame of the later years of Peter Chris. You want to know Peter Chris, you listen to this motherfucking album because he is the MVP and um, Ladies in Waiting is fantastic. A great Gene song. And I love the song and um, five out of five. I mean, I hate to be retor- redundant, but five out of five chopsticks. Bam, bam, bam. Hey, you can, know? I, can uh, you know, just for Mike Tyler, can we get a cra- crab rangu? Okay, hold on. Five out of five chopsticks, two egg rolls, and for Mike Taylor, a crab rangoon. Bam! <laughs> Diddly! <laughs> Diddly D! Bam, bam, bam! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. You won't, you won't hear this on Talking Metal. God damn it. <laughs> oh, no, you won't. <laughs> All right, enough of Talking Metal. Let's go back to Talking Shit. Yeah! Yeah! That's- Man, we should, we should rename the podcast to Talking Shit. I love that. Now that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> Ralph, you are a genius, my friend. Thank you, thank you. Yes, he is. Talking Shit. That is much better than Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Talking Shit. Yeah, but we would never get on iTunes with that, you know. Yeah, I, I just had to spell it differently. 
And we'll get and we'll get and, and then we'll get accused of ripping off talking metal. Oh, that is funny. That, that is funny though. Genius is genius. Comedy's should, not pretty. We should just call it "Look Who's Talking." Look, look who's talking shit. Yeah, look who's talking. Look who's no. We should rename our. We should rename our show to "Look Who's Talking Metal." Oh, oh you fucker! Ouch! Yes. All right, so who wants to take the next track? I do. Getaway. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, the whole thing about Getaway, Ace Freely playing the all the bass, all the guitars, um, writes the song. Peter Chris. I mean, not to sound rhetorical, I've said this throughout the review. The drums is fantastic. His vocals is fantastic. And the thing about the crazy thing about this album that fucking just trips me out now is. It was recorded in February '75, and it was released the next month, of '70, March '75. It's so tight, the hooks galore. Ace refused to sing the song, sadly, but uh, Pete delivers big time. Funny, this album was recorded in a pot maze without objections from Paul and Gene, but it's a great song. Getaway is just so fucking badass. Five out of five chopsticks. Bam! Yeah! Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I love the song. It's fucking awesome. And like like Dr. Fuck Everybody was saying earlier, I swear to God, Dress to Kill, I've been on a kick also, man. It just, lately, the last couple months, I mean, oh my God, it's, it's just, it's fucking just so underrated and so awesome. Getaway is just one of those songs. I love the song. I love it's, it's, it. It's one of those things where, I guess like the planet aligned, they weren't ready and yet they released the masterpiece. Yeah, right. Good. Very well said. Uh, dude, I, I agree, man. Uh, one thing I didn't I didn't know Ace played bass on this. Neither Ace did he, Neither did I. Awesome. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, awesome. he did. Well, he did write the song, and I gotta tell you, uh, for a long time, I had two songs that were tied for my favorite on this album, but they got beat by this song. This song is now my favorite song on the album. I I fucking love Getaway, and oh my god, Peter Chris's voice on this was so amazing, and it, it's it's one of those like like, oh, what was the most underused person in Kiss, you know, or, or especially in a solo career? It's like, goddamn, Peter Chris could have done so fucking awesome if he just had like a, you know, a backing band that. Mo- wrote more rocking songs, you know, because all his... Yeah! All, fuck yeah! All, all his solo shit is so ballad and pussity and fucking... And just, just shit. I mean... The, the, I know! The, 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 let's, call, let's call a turd a turd. His solo shit's fucking horrible. But when he was given a good hard rock song to sing, that motherfucker sang the shit out of it. The best voice in Kiss. And I love... Yeah. I love me some Paul Stanley. But God... Yes, you do. Yes, I damn right I do. But fucking, <laughs> but fucking Peter Chris's voice. Oh my God, it, it's it's like it's like Rod Stewart without the cum on his throat. You know, it's it's fucking amazing. Um, but then it, it's weird. It's like, what does Peter Chris do solo wise? Because I couldn't picture Peter Chris like out in front with just a mic. You know, because he doesn't have the charisma. He doesn't have, you know, like the Paul Stanley star power to do that shit. And unfortunately, 
he lost his drumming skills very early on. But man, in the early days between his drumming and that voice, holy fucking shit. Getaway is now my favorite fucking track on the album. I absolutely love this. And, and fucking David Lee Roth, bless you, Ace Fraley, for writing this fucking song. Getaway, my favorite track on the album. I give it fucking five chopsticks. I gave it six, but I ate one. You know? <laughs> bam, bam, bam! Yeah, Wadzilla! Killing it, baby! Killing it! Some, yeah! Some crab rangoo and a goddamn wonton soup! I love this shit! <laughs> it's fucking awesome! I love Getaway. Favorite track on the album. Dr. Fuck, talk to us! Alright, yeah, uh, again, I, uh, I love it. Five chopsticks. Uh, I have said it before. Um, I want to give a little shout out, by the way, to Michael W. Howard. Uh, he he said to me that everybody. Oh, 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 Michael W. Is he on Facebook this week? I don't know. But, oh, he, he but might he, not hear this. No, no, he, he he listens when he's not on Facebook because he heard our docking episode while he was uh, gone. Okay. So I want to give a little shout out to him because he said that everybody in my the almost human fifty six Facebook page, which everybody should join, is uh, a kiss ass to me because every time I make a poll, whatever the fuck I pick, everybody seems to think the same thing. So I, I, I showed him that, that this wasn't the case. So I made a poll and I said, who is your favorite singer in Kiss? And mine is Peter Chris. And I knew a lot of people weren't going to take Peter Chris. So there was a few that did. But for the most part, everybody picked Paul Stanley. And uh, which, by the way, Paul Stanley is my third favorite singer in Kiss. I like Gene's, oh. I like Gene's voice way more than Paul Stanley. And, uh, but, but anyway... Um, Peter Chris is my favorite singer. I think he rules on this song. Again, it sounds it's not rushed, but it is rushed. You know, it's, it doesn't sound rushed, but it's a rushed song. Cause, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I believe this was never played live ever, like ever, ever. And uh, unless I, you know, it doesn't I, count if Eric Singer sang it. Yeah, not that I know of. Uh, I, I, the, I, the kiss cruises of that shit. Yeah. You know what, Doctor Fuck? I looked into that, and I, you know, I don't think they did. Yeah, and we're not talking Scab Central, you know, you know Scab Cruise Five or whatever. Yeah, they may have done it then, but as far as authentic, real Kiss, no, nah, they didn't do it. I, I have heard. I have heard it was a. It wasn't like an officially released recording. Uh. But there is a demo of Alan Schwartzberg singing this. Uh, during the Elder recordings. Oh, they brought it back for the Elder, huh? Yeah. Always. <laughs> Ian always nagging on the fucking Elder. God damn you, Watson. There you go. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, it made your favorite member of KISS and Ralph's favorite member of KISS quit the fucking band. That's so, true. No, that no, is, no, 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 no. That was wanting to fucking call up in a fucking ball doing fucking eight balls. I don't think that would. And it may have helped it, but I'm sure a thing called cocaine had something to do with that. Hey, you hey, know. hey. Cocaine's a beautiful well, thing. God damn. Now, now, I don't know if Ian's aware of this, but Ace Frehley did say recently that the album's not as bad as he remembers it. You didn't see that interview? Yeah, but then he also said he suffered balls time. You know, it, so, I mean... It's awesome. How could you say? I know this has nothing to do with the Elder. 
when you guys do the elder, you got to bring me back. But the elder rules. We They're should. Awesome. We I'm, should redo the elder. We should redo all those old shows. You know, the ones that Terrence was on. Yeah, it was me, Doctor. Doctor Wang. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared to redo that one because I actually think that the Elder episode and uh, and the fans might disagree. I think my best performances ever on this show was the Elder and uh, Led Zeppelin in through the outdoor. I think that was my best jokes, my best points, and uh, I don't know if I can redo that. That's, that's a tough, uh, tough. You know the, the funny thing about what. Dr. Fuck, what, what Wazilla is saying. I never heard the episode of The Elder, but when Ian was here, one night we were all wasted and I, I totally just kept getting Ian stoned as fuck. We listened to that episode. That was the first time I, cause I, like I admitted to him, I never listened to all those beginning episodes. Just, they just, you know, I'm not trying to be predictable like everyone else ripping on a certain specific person who keeps begging me to come on this podcast. Anyways, it just, it just didn't, didn't rock my wang world but that <laughs> night i i listened to the the, the elder and yeah wadzilla was pretty amazingly funny as fuck <laughs> my favorite wadzilla awesome. episode is um uh gordon gerbert that's my favorite one uh i t- i just wished him a happy birthday the other day it was his birthday and i i'll be quiet wadzilla you fucking tried to suck up to my mortal enemy <laughs> uh, michael i'm not even gonna say the son of a bitch's last name starts with a b on a, a certain Three, anyways. Oh, oh, hey, hey. Yeah, what about that? Hey, hey. Fuck that guy. I did send uh, send Michael a a friend request that he accepted. And I I, did. He has me blocked. Fuck him. Okay. Well, I asked him to be on the show because Ralph wanted to do a show, which I thought was a great idea. He said, let's do one where we talk about the current state of Kiss. But because me and Ralph agree a lot on the subject he's like we need somebody on the opposite opinion i was like well who is more opposite than uh michael brandboyd i don't know if i'm saying that right well as as you recall when you did it i said ian you're wasting your time he's never going to do it right well he he accepted my friend request and uh i sent him a message i said hey come on the show uh you know we'd like a you know a counterpoint opinion and he respectfully turned it down he he stated that he was far too busy, but he wasn't a dick about it. I'll give him that. I, I don't have any drama with this guy. Oh, my God. You fucking got me going. He loves fucking crazy nights. I mean, one of my good buddies, and you guys, Kristen Zach, loves it too. But you know what? If you love crazy crazy nights, I'm sorry. I'm just, here's the deal. You're a wimp. <laughs> Oh, we got We will have reason to live. Are you fucking serious? Give me, get real. You you claim to be a Kiss fan. You love reason to live. Anyways, I I, I, I digress. Anyways, what's up, guys? Yeah, yeah. That that is the worst insult I've ever been given. Is you actually called me a wimp? But there are some songs I do like on Crazy Nights. But overall, yeah, that's like what? Like what? Well, 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 the thing is, we're going to tell you off the air, uh, Bill, because Chris Sisnack... No, no, I know what you're about to say, but go ahead. I know exactly what you're about to say. Chris Sisnack is going to do a Crazy yeah, yeah, Nights episode. I know. It's Sisnack! I knew you were going to say that. I've already been... Yeah, yeah. I want to anyway. apologize to Jason for getting his last name wrong. Sisnack. <laughs> Chris Sisnack. 
sorry. No, I, I know, no, no, I know. It sucks. He has a shitty name. I, I love him, but yeah, it's really difficult to <laughs> oh, fucking. I mean, it's like. Oh, oh. Come no, on. He got, hey, man. Hey, come on, man. My favorite baseball player is Karl Yastrzemski, Polish. So, yeah. anyways, here's the deal. Yeah, so, you know, he, he knows his name sucks, but we love him. I love him. The yeah. Wang family, Bill Wang Jr. I'm a man, big fan. Deal. I'm a big fan of Bradford. Cisnet. Tom and Summer's a nice guy. You know, he's on my friend's Yeah, he's cool. He's a good guy. Oh, yeah. Tommy Summer's laughed at a quote I made on on your page, Ralph, on the Almost Human one. Yeah, he's actually, he actually joined the Almost, I didn't send him no invite. Yeah, so are we ready? Rock bottom? Rock bottom! Much better than the horrible UFO song. What? Oh, God, you're on drugs. Oh, my God. Let's not get into UFO. How could you not love UFO? Anyways, rock bottom. Ace, Paul, Rogue. That beginning, that 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 beautiful beginning, and all of a sudden, bam! I mean, you talk, and then it's got that acoustic sound that's prevalent throughout the album. Um, th- I mean, we haven't discussed that aspect of it, that subtle acoustic background. I mean, Ace fucking smokes. Paul fucking Stanley freaking on top of his game. Amazing song. One of my favorites. I mean, the, the total energy. I'm just, I love Rock Bottom. I love the Kiss Alive version more, but I love this version and it's fucking kick ass. I give it five out of five chopsticks. Bam, bam, bam. Hell yeah. Uh, I love it too. Uh, very happy they threw this out on the reunion tour where Paul and Ace got center stage. Ace playing a double neck guitar, disco yeah. ball, disco ball above them, with the little lights all over, and they're doing that intro. Uh, the one, okay, this is the only complaint I'm gonna have on the album. What? I do have one little complaint about Rock Bottom, but it's not. Eh, I can I can live with it, but I feel like. That intro goes on a little too long. Now, if you listen to the live version, it's not as long. Now, if they would have shaved it as well as the live album, I would have been fine with it. But I understand they were trying to, you know, make the album longer. So the the intro went on a little too long, but that's fine. Um, in the old days, I, I, I expected to hear she after the little intro because I was so used to the double platinum version. But, um, yeah, not anymore, though. Rock Bottom rocks. Uh, second favorite Paul song on the album. It is such a great rocking tune, a great way to end side one. All right, uh, Ian, what do you think of Rock Bottom? Oh, I love Rock Bottom. I love the intro. And uh, No, 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 I'm talking about the Kiss version. I know you love UFOs, right? Yeah, fuck you, FO. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lights Out, the best song they ever did. They should have quit after that. Anyway. Uh, Mechanics uh, is awesome, 1982. Hell yeah! Paul Chapman. Yeah. Fucking Chapman, yeah, bro. Yeah, there you go. Talk to fucking me. We are That's so right. I saw that. I saw that tour, bro, opening for Cheap Trick. Uh, I missed that tour. My mom wouldn't let me go. I think I stole a moped or some shit. Anyways. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's got yeah. back to the UFO yeah, hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. UFO. Everybody's seen one, but nobody can prove it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, rock bottom. Dude, I, I love it. You say the intro goes on too long. That's every Ace Fraley instrumental. 
Show me one Ace Friendly instrumental that isn't repetitive and goes on too long. But this ain't oh. an instrumental. Oh. But the thing is, Rock Bottom, if it was a full instrumental, I wouldn't I wouldn't have mind the repetitive of, of it. But the thing is, the song itself, when Paul comes in, it's so kick-ass. It's like, after a while, I'm like, dude, get to the song, because I love that song so much. I feel like the intro is just a little too long. I think the intro is perfect on Kiss Alive. Kiss Alive, they did it a great, you know, that's why yeah. about, uh, it's a superior version. I think anybody would agree with that. But um, I agree. But it, it's shaved down. Now, if it was an instrumental, let's say Ace would have thrown this as an, instru an instrumental on the album where it, it, it just dragged on a little longer with a, uh, added guitars, a little solo in the in the middle, then I would enjoy this more. But I guess it's the anticipation of hearing the song Rock Bottom kick in that right. I, I don't like it. I don't like the long... I think oh, no. it just drags on a bit too much. And, and that's why... What the fuck is that? I don't know. Uh, my favorite version of Fractured is the Dimebag version because he actually takes it somewhere else where the, the, the version on Ace and Solo I'm just... It's, it's like a fucking loop. But when Ace plays it, man, when he gets to the breakdown, he takes it somewhere else. And that's what I want more out of, like, if you're going to do an instrumental. There's got to be a point where you take it to the next level. And on a lot of Ace's solo instrumentals, it just never gets to that next level. You know, that's what I'm saying. All right, so you want to you flip the album <laughs> over? Let's flip yeah, it. let's flip it over. Let's flip this motherfucker over. Wang, you're the guest. You take the next one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, yeah, come on and love me. Like I said, the, it's it's such a, a cool Paul Stanley's auto, autobiographical tale. Lots of energy and a punky vibe. Catchy, pop heavy. And uh, and there's a little bit of uh, personality here. It, the first time I saw uh, that song live was on the 1989 Paul Stanley solo tour at the Omni in... Uh, Oakland, California, and I saw Vicious Rumors open up for that concert. Wow! I know yeah, I know Dr. Fuck loves Vicious Fuck yeah. yeah, Carl Albert, bro. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star and uh, yeah, um, anyways, yeah, it's it's a, I love this fucking song. I mean, and uh, the fact that I saw it in a really small, tiny club, but, you know, re, re, Go back to, you know, 15 years prior to seeing him do it in 1975. I could only imagine how amazing it was, you know, with all the original people that actually played on the song on Dress to Kill. Um, more Peter Chris awesomeness. I love this song. It's fucking so cool. And uh, to be honest with you, the first time I ever heard the song was uh, when I bought Kiss Alive, which was prior to that, uh, what I talked about at the beginning of the program when I first uh, heard Dress to Kill uh, was uh, the Alive version and then going back. But yeah, just a great song. It's fucking just the energy throughout the song is just awesome. And uh, five out of five chopsticks. Bam, bam, bam. That is awesome. Uh, Ian? Oh, absolutely love it. I, you know, I, I can't tell you the first time I heard this song, but I, can, I, I remember the second time I heard it. Uh, I was listening to The Elder, and I hit stop and put back in Dress to Kill, and uh, put it on this song. I love this fucking song. 
Yeah, this one was actually inspired by the Moody Blues, by the song Question, which was my Grandpa Wadley's favorite fucking rock and roll song. And, uh, man, I just found that out today, and I was like, wow. You know, because I remember my dad told me that that was my grandpa's favorite fucking rock and roll song. And, uh, and then to listen to it and kind of hear, like, you know, certain chord structures here and there, I can kind of see where he got it. This was the second single off the album, and it did nothing. Uh, and the funny thing is, there's two singles released off this album. And they were both released the same day. Like, they didn't even wait. They just released two singles on April 2nd, 1975. Uh, <laughs> they released Rock and Roll All Night and Come Out and Love Me. And both were backed with Getaway as the B-side. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that wasn't a, as uncommon to, to have a, you know multiple singles with the same B-side, but to release them on the same day, it's like, well, fuck, what are you giving a chance? You just throw... Yeah, that's bizarre. Yeah, you're just throwing something against the wall and seeing what fucking sticks, you know? Uh, but, uh, dude, I, I love Come On, Lubby. Uh, to me, that's one of, like, the quintessential Paul Stanley songs of the 70s. I mean, that's just... It's Paul through and through... And every member, like, hits the mark on this song. You know, Peter sounds great. Gene sounds great. A sounds great. You know, and, of course, Paul drives it fucking home. I absolutely love Come On and Love Me. Amazing. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, it's my favorite song on the album. Uh, first time I heard this was when I bought my very first Kiss album, uh, Double Platinum, was on there. Uh, wow, man. This, this song has more hooks than that dude in the first Hellraiser movie. It's so ah. it's so good. <laughs> I love the lyrics. Um, she's a dancer. Is is Paul really a, a Capricorn or a Cancer? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he? a Capricorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, okay. No, no. I think he's a Sagittarius, but nothing rhymes with that. <laughs> All right, but anyway, uh, asparagus. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Paul Paul ain't as talented as me. But then I'm I, a Sagittarius. And the bitch on the day just ordered asparagus. That's right. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's still, it's still catchy. Yeah. You're talented, Ian. Thank you. Fucking just, just write that with your band and say, look, John Cafferty wrote this. Yeah. yeah. And, until, until they make it in the cruisers three, it, it holds no water. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, not that again. <laughs> so anyway, yes, I love the fuck out of this song. Um, and and how cool is it that? They filmed Kiss at this point doing this song as like a video. You know, like a... Yeah! Ain't good that, point. Ain't that great, though? We have footage of... That's fucking badass. All those promo videos. Oh, fuck man. Uh, rock and Roll All Night in this song. Especially yeah. this song. Because Rock and Roll All Night, I am burnt out on. Not as much as yeah. the rest of the world, but I am. But I love Come On and Love It. Like I said, it's my favorite uh, song on the album. And... It's a great example of how talented Paul Stanley is as a songwriter, even if he does borrow. Because I know, I know, there's a couple other songs he borrowed. Uh, well, like uh, "Hotter Than Hell" is um, all right now, right? Yeah, yeah, by Free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know there was another one too that, like, he always in that book I have, uh, "Kiss and Make Up." He talks about certain songs that 
inspired. Yeah, yeah. Reason to live, uh, living on a prayer. You know? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows. Read my body is fucking. Uh, yeah, pour some sugar on me. Right. Let's let's put the XXX was actually uh, inspired from a gay movie called I Take It Up the Ass. Right. right. And uh, you know, and I, I love it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. And uh, Odyssey. <laughs> Odyssey was YMCA. I mean, hey, 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 Ralph, come on. Yeah, that's uh, fuck you, Ian. Respe- respect your elder. <laughs> yeah. Damn straight. Oh, got you. You, well, you queens get so mad. <laughs> Number seven. Father. Anything for my baby. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, man. This is a total song. I'm not trying to be all like lovey dovey. But this is a song that I'm talking about, Gina Elizabeth. I mean, come on, baby girl. Here we go. Anything for my baby. You know, I love this song. It's an absolutely brilliant song. The lyrics are so fucking cool. Paul delivers. Um, He's spot on. I mean, sure, there's elements of Bachman Turner overdrive in this song. But there's more of the addition of the acoustic guitars throughout the album that reinforce the electric guitars, which is a really under um a lot of people don't ever bring that up but the the acoustic element to reintroduce to, to like almost like reinforces the electric guitars throughout the album i don't know if you guys agree but there's just this acoustic background vibe that i hear and it just sounds so fresh and brilliant and uh you know i'll steal and lie and i'll wheel and deal five out of five chopsticks bam all right well uh this is tied to my second favorite song on the album. And it also reminds me of Gina, wasn't it? Because it's... <laughs> because it's... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Because it's never been played live in San Francisco. Oh. Oh. Gina Elizabeth! Thursday will be my 11th visit there since the yeah, 12th. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. Gina Elizabeth. <laughs> Gina Elizabeth, I love you. Go see the city by the bay. Go see your man in his natural habitat because he is quite <laughs> the tour guide. And he will show Thank you how to inject Reaper between your toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. The two people I want me to visit me, obviously, is my beautiful Gina Elizabeth. And Mr. Dr. Fuck, Ralph Vieira. Oh, thank I you, fucking, dude. I want, no, on a serious note, I'm not kissing your ass because I'm on the podcast, but those are the two people like that I consider people that I've actually met on, you know, there's the trifecta. Ian, Ralph, my baby girl. Yeah, and I'm, the one, I, I'm the one he yeah. didn't want to show up that actually made it trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. But anyways, yeah, so, oh my god. And he, and he was still nice enough to let me in his place. I appreciate it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm looking out the window. Man. Well, so, Bill, anyways, yeah, Bill so. I just want to let you know that next year, I know it's a, it's a ways away, but next year, I do want to do a, a West Coast tour really bad. So. You better fucking, and you got a place to stay here, brother. I may not live in Trump Plaza, but I live in downtown San Francisco, as Ian can contest. It's really cool. It's downtown San Francisco, and my house is your house, and brother. And fuck, I mean, I'm in a thrash band. I have to play to San Francisco. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, you better. Oh, my God. How could you fucking not? Come exactly, on. exactly. And, and Bill Wayne lives 10 minutes from everywhere. And by that, I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> you are gonna walk a goddamn hour. <laughs> well, I walk a lot, so I don't care. No, no, no seriously, seriously. Yeah, he walks every day, man. Yeah. Doctor Fuck walks, man. I, That's I right. Had, I had the best time with fucking Bill Wayne. You want to talk about like two. 14-year-old boys trapped in middle-aged bodies. We, <laughs> we fucking walked all, we walked the fucking uh, to one end of the fucking uh, Golden Gate Bridge to the other and back and forth. And we hit bars and got drunk and we had oysters by the bay. And yes, we did, brother. We, yes, we did. We fucking had an amazing time. And, and, and Wang, I want to thank you, dude, for your hospitality. Oh, bro, man. It was fucking incredible, man. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, and like, uh, I, like I said, I would like to reciprocate and have Ralph and I mean, my woman, hello, <laughs> come visit me also. Yeah. But uh, but the fact that you did, fucking, fucking tits, dude. Yeah, tits. And, and, and Senor Wang, you are more than welcome to, to come see me in New Orleans. Oh, I'll, I know. And you, and you said that. You said that. Fuck yeah. I would love for you and uh, the queen. Miss Gina Elizabeth yeah. to come see it, see me in New Orleans. That would be great. Well, drive off to see us next weekend. We'll be in Raleigh, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I can't make that trick, but you can probably hang out with that. I know, I know. You can hang out with that Peckerwood fucking Justin Childers. Oh, which I already have before. I love that motherfucker. You just see the gay-ass fucking thing he sent my phone the other day. Anyways, I'm not going to go there. Anyways, so here we go, diddly D. Uh, Ralph, anything for my baby? Oh, uh, I love this song, and um, this is a cue for Ian. Ready, Ian? Yes. It is my friend Ruben De La Rosa's favorite Kiss song. I love that guy. That's right. He loves, this is his favorite album and his favorite Kiss song. Believe it or not, is Anything For My Baby, which I found odd, but I love this song. I can't say anything bad about this song. And you know what, man? I, you know, I listened to it today, and I was thinking, all right, I love every song on the album, but which is the one I'm going to say is the worst one? And uh, I can't do it. I just can't. I, oh, I, can't. I feel you, dog. I feel you, brother. I, I'm so feeling. I can't. I know you. I know you're, you're, what you're going to pick, Ian, because it's, it's, it's predictable. Uh, not, not on your part. It's predictable for most people's part. That most, most Kiss fans really hate the last tune on this album. Uh, I happen not to, but I'll talk about that when we get to it. But anything, hey, me too, Ralph. Me too. Me yeah. too. Anything, but but Bill, I might I might say something you might disagree on, because if you do agree on it, then you're gonna be the first person I know that agrees on me when it comes to this. I'm but, looking forward to see if I agree, brother. Okay, we'll see. It's a positive All thing, right. but let's see if yeah. you're you're as positive as me when it comes to this song. But I will say yeah. this okay. about anything for my baby. Again, it's a song I don't think they've ever played live. Yeah, they played it on that Scab Cruise, but that don't count. But yeah, it don't count. No, Scab that don't count. Sucks. They actually opened a set with Go the song. Go back to Vixen, Tony Thayer. Go back to Vixen. Anyways, I digress. Vixen? <laughs> yeah, Tony Thayer was in Vixen. You didn't know that? Tony? I got inside information. <laughs> I didn't hey, know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was in Vixen. Yeah, so yeah. here he go. He was living on the edge yeah. of a broken heart. Yeah, well, he was doing something, but he sucks. You ever notice the size of his head? That guy's got yeah, a big head. He's got and a huge he makes, head. He really makeup look ridiculously clownage. It's yeah. like, are you fucking sad? You look like a clown. And look, yeah, I know, it's 
it, it's hate. like he took everything Gene Simmons said to heart and it just grew. Yeah, exactly. And let's exactly. let's talk about this in case uh, I'm sure both of you are aware of it, and I know it has nothing to do with Dress to Kill, but it is Kiss related. This year on the Scab Cruise, they're gonna do a Creatures of the Night thing. But oh. have you heard about this, Bill? Oh yes, I have. Oh All my right. God! But here's hey, the considering you and me saw the Creatures tour. Hello. Exactly. So this yeah. is what they're doing. You know, everybody's like, oh, my God, they're doing the creature. No, no, look, they're doing the Creatures tour set list. They're not playing the full Creature of the Night album. So, but the question is, are they going to put this guy in the Ankh makeup? Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, they won't. They won't. You don't think they will? No, they won't. It's going to be ridiculous. I mean, well, then again, I mean, what's not ridiculous about this lineup? Exactly. I I, I think they should just, just dress up. Tommy Thayer in just black and blue, like half black and half blue. Hey, that, that makes ah. sense, you know? Very good. Anyway, so anything uh, for my baby fucking rules. And yes. uh, there's not a bad song on this album. And this is a rare album where I cannot say, okay, this song rules, but it's my least favorite on the album. Because there's so many that's tied with greatness. And I can't say especially anything for my baby because I wouldn't want Ruben De La Rosa to kick my ass. I love that guy. <laughs> I love I love this song. You know, I love this song, and uh, it's a great song, man. Did Bill, you already talked about this? And Ian? I, I, yeah. I All right. Know. So what's next? She is uh, she next? Yeah. yeah. She she. You want me to go? Yeah, go for it, Bill. Good. You man, go. It, it, yeah, yeah. You know, it. Obviously, any real, authentic, real Kiss fans know it's a it's that. You know, it's that Jethro Tull sort of, you know, uh, wicked Lester hippie uh, shit that it became that it started out, and then it became a 1975 heavy metal American heavy metal song. Yep. Steve Cornell co-wrote the song, and without the flutes and without the Jethro Tull, it's fucking awesome. And it shines in particular on this album. And then Peter Chris, I mean, the, his fills are fucking absolutely brilliant. And when they were young, man, they were fucking untouchable. And there's 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 some, I mean, even though when they um, got rid of that flute, uh, Wicked Lester elements, there's still some jam band elements to the song. Oh yeah. You know, even though it was a few years after. Well, the the inception, the uh, you know when they invented the song or wrote the song, and there, you've got that. There's still some you know elements to that, but I love this song. And as far as I'm concerned, it's a 1975 American heavy metal song, and in particular that uh, that live performance that they did. What was that, Ralph? Um, was uh, it American Bandstand? No, no, it was um, it was Midnight Special. Midnight yeah, yeah, Special. that in particular. Yeah, that yeah, I mean, yeah. in 97. No, no, shut up. No, in particular, that that is so fucking... Can you imagine turning on your TV and watching that? It's like... And then my question now, being a uh, money morning quarterback, a revisionist historian, what American band was heavier than that back then? And I'll tell you what, oh, no band. Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Now, oh, well... Okay. Well, anyways, no band was. So here's the deal. It's awesome. I love this fucking song. And it is so fucking badass. I give it five out of five chopsticks, two fucking egg rolls, and a Mike Taylor Rangoon. Bam, bam, bam. 
Nice. Yeah. Awesome. All right, uh, Ian. Yeah. Oh man, I love it. I, I, all time fucking kiss classic, you know. And you know, uh, Senior Wayne brought up a great point that it was originally a Wicked Lester song, and uh, the the original title was. Uh, she'll leave if I play anything off the elder. But they shortened it <laughs> to she. Uh, what a dick. What a I, dick. I, I know, right? I, I, I know, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> well, is, uh I, well, at least Ian found it funny. Yeah, there, there's an old guy at work. Yeah. There, there's an old guy I work with. We have, like, walkie-talkies at work. And he cannot call me Ian. Because he's, he's never heard the name Ian. He, he calls me Enos because that's the closest name he knows. He's like, "Come back, Enos," and I'm like, "I guess he just calls me Enos because it rhymes with penis, and I'm a dick, you know." <laughs> what about Enos? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> a combination of both. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry, I, I, I'm an asshole too, but uh, no, I I love she, and wow, what a transformation from. The Wicked Lester song to this, and absolutely. And uh, Wang, I don't know your feelings on this. I I know Ralph's feelings. Ralph likes very little uh, Wicked. Le I love every song. On Wicked what are you talking about? I love. I no. hate it. No, 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 no. I I, I, I I hate most of it. There's elements of certain songs that became that became great songs, but generally speaking, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. Okay, well, okay, well, you don't like it, Ralph? I know you, you didn't like a lot of it, No, right? no, you, you didn't see my review. I did enjoy quite a bit of it. I'm not oh, all, oh, I'm not all of it, but there's, okay. like, what happens in the darkness. I love that song. Okay, I'm sorry. I, th I thought you hated more than you. I, I love the whole album. I, I really do. There's not a song I don't like. Uh, but this is one, like, you can see the total transformation and uh, what Ace... Uh, Ace and Peter added to it made it so much more. And this is prototype heavy metal. Way Thank more, you. Way more than anything else on the album. Thank you. This isn't straight up rock and roll. I mean, a lot of these songs, like I said, I, I mean, aside from She, you can see fucking David Cassidy or fucking Bob Seger doing any of these songs. But, but She is a heavier fucking track. And I, right. and I love it. Of course, it's immortalized on a live. That is the the quintessential version. But I love the yep. version on this. All-time fucking classic. What do you think, Ralph? I love this song. Again, I'm uh, like I said many times, uh, uh, my first Kiss album was double platinum. So I was so used to the short little rock bottom uh, guitar intro going into She. And as a little kid, yeah, it was like, and then she takes off her clothes. I was like, ooh, <laughs> this this song is risque. You know, it was a special <laughs> time, right, Bill? Like the 70s, like. Yeah, yeah, it's us little kids back then. It's yeah. like, oh, my God, I need to go in the bathroom and discover yeah. my yeah. dick. <laughs> it, it was an afternoon delight. Yeah. <laughs> Skyrockets in flight, bam, Afternoon delight. Ah, 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 afternoon delight. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, it's an amazing song. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I again like I love the fucking alive version though, man. 
where they throw in oh, the yeah. little section of Let Me Know with the guitar solo. I mean, it yeah. fits so well, doesn't it? It does. It does. Grin. Yeah, great, great point. I, yeah, well, I, I wish that was, I, that was in my notes, Ralph. Yeah, fuck yeah, I agree so much. I wish I, I wish they would have, uh, like, you know, because I, I don't know. Dude, I love Let Me Know. I love that yeah. song. Love it, love it. But I feel like that section sounds better in She than it does Let Me Know. You know, because yeah. Let, me, Let Me Know is more like a, a happy rocking song where she's a bit dark, and that section's dark. And that, I wish it would have been on the studio version. It would have enhanced it. But that's why the Alive version, I love way more, you know? Yeah. So, I love She, bro. And, um, okay. So we okay. all love She. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I love it. And uh, we'll go to the next one, which is um, uh, Lover All I Can. My second favorite. Uh, song on this album and if you guys uh, haven't seen it, it's probably my favorite of all the kiss videos I've ever made was I made a video for lover all I can where I just used footage of that era and There's no footage of them singing this but you guys see my video for it. I don't know if you guys seen it yet. Oh, you dick. I was gonna mention your video, you motherfucker. You just spoiled me. No, 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 no. Bill, you'll go into greater detail because now I'll go back into the song. Uh, Again. You, you, you stole my thunder, Dr. Fuck. My, my favorite kiss video that Ralph did was the one he did for Read My Body where he just shows the video for fucking Pour Some Sugar on Me. Yeah. Mine's Creatures of the Night. I get fucking hard watching that shit. Creatures of the Night video. That's my motherfucking favorite video that motherfucker made. Oh, yeah? yeah? That's your favorite one, the one i done? Oh, yeah, by far. By fucking far. Thank you, Bill. I yeah, appreciate that. I, yeah, I love it. Just the incorporation of the Ace element, which was, you know, and then the Vinny Vinny. Yeah, I, I fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I threw I in both it. Ace yeah. and Vinny in that uh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it should... I mean, anybody that knows shit about Kiss... It should incorporate both elements. And, exactly. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah man. but, Fuck but yeah. it didn't show Alan Schwartz. Yeah, or, or the the guitar player of Mr. Mr. who did the yeah. solo on that album. Yeah, yeah. On that yeah, song. Well, fuck those motherfuckers. Nobody gives a <laughs> shit about that shit. You know what I'm saying? All real yeah. Kiss fans. Yeah. It's Kiss. That, that, that video is, is, is a perfect document of that specific era and that specific song. And that's my favorite song, favorite video of you. So you thank, thank you, thank you, man. It's Kiss. It's all about yeah. illusion. I want a Psycho Circus video where they show Kiss Valentine. Ah, I, I actually, what I did with that Kiss video, you're, you like creatures, I tinted it blue yeah. all the way through. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, yeah, which is the album cover, and I love it, just like your review of the album. Matter of fact, when I go off the album, I'm going to bump that to make it the top of my page. I did I, did it, my, my review was tinted blue as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is perfect. Hello. Everybody that knows shit about fucking creatures knows that it has that blue element, man. I love it. Yeah, it's perfect. Thanks, thanks bro. Thank you. Hello. Uh, yeah. All right, so, I, and something that Bill mentioned, but I didn't. Uh, like uh, Lover All I Can, I feel like... She and Lover All I Can are like really bad on Wicked Lester. Like the, the versions yeah. on, on that album are really weak. And yes, I hated the flute in uh, She on the original version. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and, and this one sounds so, I don't know, man. Uh, gay. It's, it's, yeah, gay. It's just, it's just so lame the way they sing it. There's something about her. 
Yeah. yeah. It's just so uh, it's so hippy dippy shitty. Uh, but I know but, little kids like us weren't down with that shit, man. Sorry. But then fucking that was our like big brothers and our dads, you know. Exactly. Hello. They they didn't have the fire of fucking Peter Chris and the fucking killer fucking guitar work of Ace. That fucking just exactly. Ripped. The killer soul smokes of Ace freely. Damn Rips. right. And I and I I like to bring this up. Um, uh, the solo in Lover All I Can is identical to the solo in See You in Your Dreams on Rock and Roll Over. Listen. Yeah, to it, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, yes, it's sir. pretty much the same solo again. You know. No, let me let me talk about Lover All I Can. First of all, man. Let me just ask y'all a question. Why the fuck wasn't this song Kiss Alive 1? Come yes, on, man. Thank you. Give me a break, man. It's the greatest underrated Kiss song ever. And uh, Ace really is on fire, ripping shit up. Fucking awesome. And like I said, and you stole my song. And there's a really cool video on YouTube by a certain guy called Dr. Fuck. Here we go. <laughs> Dilly D. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. No, it's so simplistic, and it's not. It's just I fucking I love that video. So, I love the song. It's fucking badass. And like I, not to be redundant, whatever. But why the fuck wasn't this on Kiss Alive One? Please, somebody tell me. And it's it's without question one of the greatest underrated Kiss songs that's ever been released. And um, am, am, am I blown? I mean, am, am I right, guys? Of I mean, course, sir. I, I I agree 100 percent with you. And here's another question: Was this played live back then? I don't know. Uh, you know, if there's you know, look, there's two songs I would say should have been on Kiss Alive from these three albums. It's this one and Strange Ways. I feel yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Those two songs yeah, should have been yeah. on Kiss Alive. But yeah, the bad yeah. part is, is like, okay, if you're going to put it on Kiss Alive, what are you going to bump? I'm like, I don't want to bump anything off Kiss Alive. Right, no, very valid, very valid point. Yeah, I know. It's like, well, you're kind of in a fuck, you know, you're kind of in a really fuck predicament. It's like, well, and especially in particular, if you go back to the back in the day, where you only had a certain amount of time allotted to each side. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And it, it's, you know, and as, as revisionist historians and money motor quarterbacks, we look back and go, well, they should have put this on there. Well, okay, well, analyze what you just said. What are you going to fucking take off? You know, so it's like you said, fuck. It's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just, it just seems like it, there's just a couple songs in that in particular it should have been on the album, you know. So, you know, I agree. because if we all let's be honest, that's the album that exposed all those songs to the quote unquote, you know, unwashed masses, you know. And uh, yeah, so I love that song. And I, and, and, and the vocal, yeah. the vocal harmonies of Gene and Paul are great. I know, great I, know, on I, know. This. I know, I know, I know, so I know, nice. exactly. Valid point, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Ian. Alright, well, this song, uh, oh my god, this reminds me of a lot of things. Uh, it reminds me of smoking a joint on the Golden Gate Bridge with Bill Wang. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost. And then it reminds me of why Gina Elizabeth should go to the Golden Gate Bridge with Bill Wang and see him in San Francisco. And love him all <laughs> she can. Exactly. That's what I want. I want him to get some 
summon the queen on the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh my goodness. And it also reminds me of how much better uh, Kiss with a Flute sounded on Wicked Lester than it did on fucking The Elder. Uh, <laughs> ah, Dr. Fuck, let's attack him. Ah. Ah, bam, bam, bam. Wang, wang, wang. Bam, bam, bam. I'm going to smack you with some boiling hot wonton soup. No ah, chopsticks ah, for you. Soy sauce, soy sauce, <laughs> devil horn. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, hey, no ticky, no laundry. No chopsticks. Uh, here we go. Uh, time for a second place for my favorite song. You weren't a teenager when Elder came out, brother. So if you were, you'd be on our side. Yeah. Anyways, I digress. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, even if I was a teenager, there's some shit that Stridex can't erase. And that's well, we stuck by our band. And Ace Freely was in the band. You know what? Uh, I'm, I'm going to calm yeah. down. Yeah, ask Let me, me smoke a joint. Hold yeah. on. Let me take a hit off this bomb. Anyways, okay. go ahead. I digress. Right. Uh, tied for second place, my favorite album, uh, favorite song on the album. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love this. This just shows the great songwriting of Paul Stanley and how he could write a, just a great fucking song. And another thing that sticks out to this is the great solo by Mr. Ace Fraley. That is short and sweet, but serves the song. And Ace was the king of that. He, he didn't overplay anything. He would just come in. Oh, solo time? Okay, bam, I'm gonna knock something out that sounds just like me and dinny dang dang, it's gone. Total ace. You know? Total ace. Total ace. I Total. love it. I love it. This song is beautiful. I love uh, Anthrax did an amazing cover of this with John Bush. Yeah, they did. You're right. I oh. like that version. Oh, yeah. oh amazing. And, and they were authentic to the song. And it, it sounded great. And it just, like, that's one of those things that just, you know, made me love Anthrax all the more is, like, to cover this song. Like, of all songs, like, you don't cover this song unless you know and love Kiss. And right. and, 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 and Anthrax knows and loves Kiss. And that's yeah. why that's why they did this, and they did it heartfelt and to the point. And though, like I said, this is like if this if fucking David Cassidy did this song, it would still get played on fucking you know oldies radio. But for some you know because it's Kiss, it doesn't. This is a perfect pop song. There is nothing wrong about this song. It's flawless. It's flawless. You know whether it's Kiss or anybody, this is just a great pop boy loves a girl, you know song. It's amazing. I love it, and I wish it ended the album, but it doesn't. So Bill Wang, you are our esteemed guest. You go into the the last track. Also, I want to bring up that Anthrax covered "She," "Parasite," and "Watching You." Yes. And all, there, there you go, there you go, and, fucking Doctor Fucker Lock. And they were all amazing covers. And oh, Scott, absolutely. And Scotty and uh, Scotty and Frank Bellow. I don't know who else covered "Rip It Out." There you go. All right. So all right. the last song we are going to throw it to the guest of honor, Mr. Bill Wang. All right, here we go. The tenth song on the album. The song that basically saved Kiss before Vinnie Vincent yeah. saved Kiss. Okay. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. The definitive the 
the definitive version of this song, I might add. Uh, rock and roll all night. I don't need to make any notes. I don't need to say shit. All I have to say is, if I heard this song for the first song, first time ever, it's a brilliant pop rock song. It's a song that saved Kiss, and I give it, even though I am sick and tired of it, I mean, I am tired of it. I mean, who isn't? But it's a fantastic song. It's a great song. I mean, do I play it when I'm playing this album? God, no. I fucking, I fucking pass on it like a fucking, you know, Chinese hooker with AIDS. You know what I'm saying? Here's the deal. Back when I was, back when I was single. So, you know what I'm saying? So here's the deal. Um, so here's the deal. Rock and roll all night is a fucking five out of five chopstick song and it is the definitive battle cry of what kiss was trying to project back in early 1975 it's a great song there you go all right well well bill what i wanted to say let's see if you agree with me because nobody agrees with me when i say this i love the kiss alive version to this song riff it has a guitar solo which the studio version doesn't have, but I prefer the studio version. What do you think of that, Ralph? I said, I, Ralph, I said this is the definitive version. So yeah, you, you so I'm you, totally with you. Wow. I agree with you one hundred thousand fucking Tommy Thayers. Absolutely. Well, Bill, you're the Absolutely. first one I've met to ever. You know, most people don't like it, like Ian, but. No, people, no, no, but are you serious? Like, uh, like most of the people you talk to don't agree with? Oh, yeah, I'm with you. I love this version because, hey, okay, not not to be redundant, but this is the version when I was a little boy, not so little, but I was still a little kid watching in October of 1978 with my mom, my dad, and my two little baby sisters in Livermore, California when Kiss uh, meets the Fan of the Park started, and this was the version that started the movie. Yes. And yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. And yeah, this is my favorite version, and I fucking have fucking total memories of back then in October 1978, and that's what started that fucking movie. And I was with my little fuck at the time, Jesus Christ, fuck four year old sister. And Anyways, with my whole family, and I'll remember it for the until I'm dead, quite frankly. And uh, yeah, so yeah, this is the greatest version. I Everybody love it. that thinks the live is better is crazy. I think they're doing too much Xanax. This is the best version. Kiss, Dress to Kill, uh, this Rock and Roll and I is the best version. Bam. I, I agree, and I gotta say, I think what sells it for me, I used to have this on uh, 45. And a, as a kid, and uh, I remember uh, again. I mean, I knew this song before I ever bought a Kiss album. And uh, me I, too, me too, and, me too, exactly. And, and this is the only version I knew back then, till I bought Alive. And a lot of people point at no, no, Alive is better because it's got the solo. I don't hate the Alive version. Let me just make that clear. I think no, that, neither do I. Hell yeah, no. I think the Alive version is good, but. There's something about this one, it's special, and I love, I think what sells it too for me, I love that tambourine going through that whole fucking song, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just exactly. awesome, and it's just, it's catchy as fuck, but you know, I mean, I gotta tell you, Bill, when I listen to Dress to Kill, I don't turn it off, man. I still get a charge. Yeah. 
from the studio yeah. version of Rock and Roll All Night. Actually, the live version I'm a little burnt out on. Not the studio yeah, me version. Too. Me too. The studio me version too. I'm not hey, burnt out fast. on. I, I, to go off script, um, Dr. Fuck, I mean, when uh, Kiss Me Safano the Park, when this started, do you remember the exact place, the exact moment of your life when you were watching that, 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 that I do. Uh, movie of, course. of the week? Of course, I, I was at I, I was at my then best friend's house, who I'm still friends with. He's on my Instagram. I was at his house and check out what we did. He had two TVs, which was pretty high tech back then, and uh, right. he had a TV in his bedroom and a TV in his living room. What we did was we got a, a tape recorder and we put it on his TV in the bedroom, recorded the movie audio, went to the living room and watched it so we wouldn't make no noise. And then he dubbed me a copy and we lived with Kiss Meets the Phantom on, on a cassette for years till that cassette broke and I didn't see Kiss Meets the Phantom till CBS showed on a late show in yes. 1987. I, I remember when I when I saw it, I think it was 86. Awesome! On, on CBS, I saw it in my grandfather's basement. It was an, a late night movie, right? Yes. yes. You, saw it, you saw it at the same time as me. Yeah, and it was like it was either a Saturday or Sunday night movie they showed. It like was a one, Friday, and I can tell you this too. It was that, like what one, one in the morning, but it was at eight thirty six South Third Street, King Key, Illinois. I that's went. A, I, that's look, when I first saw it. A friend of mine, this girl said, "Oh my God, they're gonna show the Kiss movie," because she saw it on TV Guide pre pre internet, and um, I had to go to a wedding, and I fucking I had I had the VCR set. You know, to record while I was gone. But sometimes you can't trust that shit. Maybe the power will go out at home or something will happen. <laughs> so I pressured my parents, we gotta be home by 11 o'clock. Because it was, it was 11.30 they were gonna show it. And I haven't seen Kiss Meets the Phantom since 78. So we're talking like a good eight years. Yeah! You so, went from like 12, 13 to, you know, I was 14, I was I was 13. Yeah, you're right. I was 13 right. to 21, I think. Okay, uh, or, right. or 20. Yeah, I was 21. And uh right. yeah, we rushed home and I and I taped it. But I got to be honest with you, Bill. I at the time when Kiss Meets the Phantom was aired, I you could I couldn't have been a bigger Kiss fan. That was to me, I mean, I'm still a huge Kiss fan, but at that time, dude, everything to me was all about Ace Frehley. I loved yeah. Ace. I owned his solo album. I was just so into Ace Frehley at that point that Kiss meant everything to me. And I do remember yeah. when I watched the movie the first time in 78 and my dad picked me up and took me home, I remember thinking in my head, I was like, man, that wasn't good. Now, it's weird for me to say that because, you know, when you're 13, you're going to like anything that you love. But, right. But Especially Kiss. Exactly. But now, I think it's the greatest horrible movie ever made. I think that movie's so horrible, it's great, and I can never get enough of it. But, a big fuck you to the Kissology version, because that shit cuts out all Ace's lines. It's a piece of shit. The definitive version is the part, is the one that came yes. out on Worldwide, whatever the fuck. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, right. Fucking I, Kissology. I and plus, plus all the solo album songs that are on the, that, the later version. Well, you know, no, which well, I, I like one version with a radioactive, but anyway. Well, actually, what you're talking about, Bill, is the European version. 
of the movie. Oh, okay. Which, Attack of the Phantom. Yeah, which is fine, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I love that one, too. But I loved the 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 American version where it's all that funk, that crazy, like, you know, that Starsky and Hutch type music going on and shit. When Gene oh, Simmons right, right, is right, killed. Right. I love that. That's my favorite version. But yeah, the, the version with all the Kiss Solo songs are cool and all, but I did end up getting the videotape where it only has Gene and Peter on the cover and, and Devereaux. That was the only people on the cover. I, I, I still own that. I still own that videotape to this day. And I did transfer it on DVD, so I do have the definitive Kiss Meets the Phantom on DVD. And again, may I must, I must stress, fuck the Kissology version for doing what you did to Ace Frehley. Dude, they cut out Beethoven's fifth. Enough. Yeah, right on. No, I'm with you there, brother. And she wants a rocket ride. She wants a rock. All that shit's rocket cut out. Rocket ride. All that shit's yeah, cut out. fuck yeah. All right, now let's bring the show to a bummer. Oh, okay. No, no, wait. Let's bring the show now to a bummer and hear, <laughs> and hear Ian's verse, what he thinks of rock and roll night. Ah. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I'm over it. I'm over it. Go ahead, uh, go ahead, Deborah. Tell us what you think about this song. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm over it, dude. I'm over it. Uh, there was a time I loved this song, and uh, you, you know, uh, Wang said this is a song that saved Kiss. Uh, I disagree. I think that was dangerous with uh, the great Tommy Thayer. <laughs> I'm, I'm Sonic Boom. Danger you. Uh, danger me. Fuck you. Danger fuck you. Danger us. <laughs> uh, Come on, that was funny, Bill. You gotta admit it. But no, yeah, I know. Well, he's a funny motherfucker, but <laughs> I still, I still, I'm. Uh, anyway. The, the, the best, the best part though is everybody talking about, uh, you know, Kiss Meets the Phantom and how exciting that was to watch it. You know the. The only time I was that excited is when my buddy called me up. He says, hey, they're going to show the uh, uh, Man of War TV movie on HBO ten times a day. You better tape it. And it turned out to be Beastmaster. <laughs> um, but, no, man, I, I love me some fucking, uh, uh, fucking Kiss Meets the Phantom, dude. I remember being able to rent it before you could buy it, before it was feasible to buy cassettes. You know, right. They, I remember that too. Yeah, when they first came out in video stores, dude, you couldn't afford to buy it. Wow. You just had to rent it. And and I had I had all of them and then when they finally released uh Kiss Me to Fame on Good Times video. Uh, yes. And, uh, Good yeah. times. That's the best that's, version right there. Yeah, yeah, that's the one right there. And luckily I have a copy of that. Uh, on my computer, and it's it's not the best transfer, but yeah, it has all the good lines. It has all the great funky music to it. Way better than the Attack of the Phantoms version that's on Kissology. I'll send I'll send you my version, Ian. I got a, a mint version that I put on uh, on DVD. Did you know that that Kiss Me to Phantom is also available on Laserdisc? Uh, I th- I've heard. Yeah, of, I knew I, that. I knew that. Yeah, I've heard of the Laserdisc version. But uh, but enough about, about that. We'll go we'll go to rock and roll all night. And there was a time and a place where I I love this song, and it, it it's since passed, man. Uh, I'm I'm just over it. I'm so over it. But I would never leave like a Kiss show. Like you know, it's gonna be the last song. I'm still gonna be there. I'm still gonna be singing along. 
I'm not that asshole's like, oh, I know what they're playing, so I'm gonna leave now so I can get out of the parking lot closer. No, that's not me, because really, I need time to sober up before I leave, <laughs> you know. I'm not leaving right. any show fucking early. You're not saying, man, I want to hear Reason to Live. If, if I don't hear that song, I ain't leaving. You're I'm, not that guy. No, but I love Reason to Live. But, uh, oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I'm that fag that likes Reason to Live. Uh, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would rather hear Reason to Live than Rock and Roll All Night. True story. Ah, boo. I, I would rather hear I'd Fight Hell to Hold You than fucking uh, Rock and Roll All Night again. But I absolutely love, love this uh, album. And uh, it's not complete without Rock and Roll All Night. I'm just tired of hearing it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and it was. It was the first single off the album. And it was released with uh, Get Away as the B-side. And uh, it didn't do shit. Didn't do shit until the fucking live album came out. But the album was released... Uh, oh, shit. Let me see. I got my notes. Before, but while you look for your notes, I wanted to bring up one last thing, too, about This Meets the Phantom. On YouTube, I, I do a commentary to the whole movie. And... Uh, <laughs> I did it. Yeah, I saw that. I did it while I was drunk on Jack Daniels. I did it in three different sittings, and uh, a lot of people seem to love it. That's what brought uh, the attention of podcasts to me because, you know, I've always listened to podcasts and I always mentioned them on the show, but I never went to them. They came to me because of the uh, Kiss commentary. So anybody out there, check out my my page. I see. Uh, yeah, I see. Ian's holding up a bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> I'll, so, get ready, yeah. I'll get ready I'll get ready take a swig there I, I had a bunch of lemmies that night it was Jack and Coke and um and uh what do you call um Woo! god damn I did it in three different sittings and uh oh. and it, it brought a lot of attention to to me where actually podcast finally like Woo. oh who's this Dr. Fuck guy you know I believe that was pre pre podcast too when I did that uh, uh, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, so, but the thing is that YouTube banned it till uh, our friend Greg Barnes showed me the loophole, how to get stuff that's copyrighted on YouTube, and actually that one passed the grade, so. Uh, so check it out. It's my Almost Human 56 page. It's Almost Human 56, all one word. Um, over four, oh, we're, we're approaching 4 million views, and I believe we're already at 3,000 subscribers so thank you everybody out there and uh check out and that's where you see I, I i review every single kiss album all the solo albums even the peter chris solo albums i reviewed the the video four thousand four thousand yeah yeah I'm, I'm waiting for that white tiger review. you said three thousand it's four thousand i have four thousand subscribers yeah because i got like four thousand five hundred subscribers on my little facebook stupidness but yeah 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 for, yeah awesome dude yeah, so for, yeah so yeah it's doing great and not to kiss your ass not to kiss your ass and i know you love when we do yeah like i love four it. million four million views so there you go daily yes. d dr fuck bam hey, unbelievable hey, come on the rocket metal combat page there is 27 people there <laughs> which which by the way it's not gonna last much much longer because of the copyright bullshit I'm about to get deleted off the goddamn thing. You know my phase linear uh, channel is deleted again. 
It just deleted it a couple days ago. The one that has all the videos from different bands. Like my what G is band. that, dude? I was like, I'm always trying to like post. Anyway, not to get off target, but why is that? No, you know what? The biggest, the biggest mystery to me is why is it that they delete that, but they don't delete my Kiss videos? Where Kiss are like, like, come on, who's more money hungry about? You know, copyright bullshit. And, in particular, the the creatures of the night video, the one that I fucking whack off to every night. I mean, why don't why don't they delete that? But you, they delete all this shit with like hey. four or five views. Hey, Man, what's up yeah. with that? Hey, they're all over the. Place. I have a page on on YouTube that's deleted enough. Uh, I mean, dedicated nothing but the Greg Kin band, and that's just. <laughs> Shut up! No, no, seriously. I've got two videos. I've got Jeopardy and the breakup song. Exactly, and that shit's about ready to get deleted. That's when me and Ralph were getting pussy in the high school. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I know it's true. Hey, Bill Wayne, I thought you were a virgin to you, Miss Gina Elizabeth. I know. I'm sorry. I've been a virgin. Anyways. Well, I gotta tell you, there are a few Kiss reviews that have been banned from the Almost Human page. I can't remember. What are they? What I, are they? I, I so think curious. I could be wrong, but I think Dress to Kill may be one of them. What did they ban the no, Elder? No, 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 that's still there. I watched no. it the other day. Okay, the Elder. I got the Elder still there, and it's in two parts. I don't know if yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the Elder. I, yeah. I, if I saw the Elder, I'd post it. I haven't yeah. seen the Elder. Wang, you know Wang, hold on a second. Ian's got a witty jab at the Elder again. You know why? The, uh, okay. Predictable. <laughs> Go ahead, Ian. <laughs> you know why the Elder hasn't got banned because nobody wants to claim the copyright. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was good. That was, right, you got to give him credit for that one. Thank you. Yeah, the Thank Beaver you. Band buddy. Anyway, hey. here we. Dark side's coming now. Nothing is real. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's get back to Dress to Kill. This yeah. motherfucking perfect album was released March 19th, 1975. Yeah. Yeah. It was produced by Neil Bogart and Kiss. And they weren't allowed a producer because the label was in such bad finances that they couldn't afford one. And it was coming like a few short months after uh, Hotter Than Hell. But this was the one, this was the last studio before the whole Alive craze came and they blew up it for a while. They were the biggest band in America. This album didn't go gold until 1977. But that was way after, you know, like when Kiss Mania was hitting. That's when this shit went gold. And I'm sure it went gold on the strength of Rock and Roll All Night because it's such a big song. And also, one thing we didn't mention, I don't know if you guys are aware, maybe you are, uh, Peter Chris, take that swig of Jack Daniels. Uh, uh, Peter Chris said on the, on the recording of this album, there was so much pot smoke in the studio that he would get contact highs because uh, Neil Bogart was smoking a lot of weed during the recording of this album. <laughs> Hey, check, check this shit. This is this true story. True story. Um, go to see ACDC on the Ball Breaker Tour. And uh, I, I think I talked about this in our last ACDC. I took a friend of mine who was dying of cancer. And uh, on the way back home, we're all fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. And the limo goes off the fucking highway. You know, it's like... <laughs> uh, uh, there's, there's some true shit. 
the limo goes off the fucking road and there's gravel on the side of the highway. I think this is like I-75 in Illinois. And and we're all freaking out except the one guy who didn't smoke weed, didn't drink. And he's like, oh my God, we're all going to die. And we're all fucked up. We're all laughing. And the limo driver rolls down. You got that little window between you and the limo driver? He, he rolls it down. He goes, hey, can you crack a window? I think I'm getting a contact. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Almost died in a double stretch limo. But hey, what way to go than to die in a double stretch limo after seeing ACDC? Oh, yeah. I, I do not want to die from cancer. I want to die from a fucking shark attack or dying in a limo crash after ACDC. I, or, or, or OD on an eight ball below. You goddamn right. I do not want to die from some disease that kills people every day. I want a glorious death. Uh, I want to get, you know, I, I want uh, I want to die fucking. Yeah. I, I want to. <laughs> I, I want to come and go at the same time. I, I, I want to see that guy that, that that tells Ralph, "Hey, I'm actually a 15 year old boy, and he has a heart attack." You know, yeah, that, uh, that that will do it. Yeah. Or, you know, I it's wanna... tough being your doctor. Fuck. You it, it doesn't. 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 Kind of a little bit edgy. And, <laughs> yeah. well, but actually, uh, Ian, it doesn't matter the age as long as it's a boy. That'll kill me. Yeah. But I mean, what, what, what's the monster from uh, Clash of the? T I want the Kraken to fucking kill me. You know, I, I don't want to die from some you know leukemia or something. You know, you know how I want to die. I want to die where the world blows up. I want everybody to fucking die with me. That way, I don't miss anything. Oh man, Doctor Fuck! Listen, I gotta say this, uh, and I know you're not a big fan of him, and you know, with the exception of probably uh, one album. But like Marilyn Manson said, the best scenario is at my funeral, a bomb goes off and everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to that I guy's like funeral. What you just said, right? Yeah, well, I, me, it's the whole planet. So then, because the thing is, Marilyn Manson, if he blows up the funeral home, life will still go on. But if the whole well, planet no, no, blows no, no, no. up. His point, was, his point was at your funeral, Dr. Fuck. All of a sudden, some bomb goes off, and everybody that's there to go, oh, Dr. Fuck, I really love that video. <laughs> all of a sudden, bam, they all die. <laughs> I, I, I want to die where it's like season nine of Dallas, where next year you realize it's all a dream, and I'm still there. In, the, in the shower. That's right, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there in the shower. I, I'm, I'm cleaning those hard-to-reach spots, and, uh, and uh, you just realize, hey, tough shit. I'm still here, motherfucker. You know? Whoa. Hey, here's to Lemmy, David Bowie, and... Uh, Trust the kill! Hey, hey, what about Dan Haggerty? Dan Haggerty just passed Oh, that Grizzly Adams, yeah. Grizzly oh, my Adams. God. And Abraham Lincoln just got shot. He's dead? Yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, sh oh, there it goes. Well, the I mean, it's not confirmed yet, but I heard he got shot. Well, that's why you never go see a movie on the first day of the release. Yeah, right. There's always shootings at the theater. Yeah, there you go. Neil Bogart was a man who lived in to, I mean, let's be honest, to invent the next trend. And he produced a great Kiss album. Fiercely loyal to Kiss, and he delivered. Peter Chris is the MVP of this album. Truly brilliant. 
the first three Kiss albums are basically the basis of everything Kiss was and will stand for forever. Dress to Kill is very much part of that foundation. Someday, I mean, let's be honest. Sonically, it's the best sounding of the three. And let's end my little synopsis by saying, reading uh, a Rolling Stone review, July 17th, 1975. Kiss does not play music. It makes very high volume noise. I say, fuck you, Rolling Stone. And I say, fire five trousers to this brilliant album. Bam! Hell yeah. All right, and here's my overview. Fuck you, Rolling Stone. Fuck you, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I give, I do you know what I give? I give Rock and Roll, I give fucking uh, Dress to Kill the whole fucking Chinese restaurant. Everything in it. Thank you. <laughs> The whole fucking menu. <laughs> Thank bam, you. bam, bam. Bam, 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 diddly, diddly. Bam, 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 bam. Love her all I can. <laughs> all right. Okay, Ian? so now we ready? For yeah, we're ready. Yep. ready for pick of the week. A long-ass show, boy. All right. Uh, I, I guess I'll go first for pick of the week. And mine is... Uh, I don't even know if you can buy this anymore in this format because I think it's combined with another one. But my pick of the week is the Beatles, Past Masters Volume 2. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking one rule, too. And uh, what it is is these are songs <laughs> that were uh, Beatles tracks, but they, they were singles. They weren't on the albums. And a long time ago, I mean, in the era we grew up in, singles were off an album back then you know they would make an album and in between albums they would just release 45s you know and this is some of those but listen to this and think about i heard that (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if the mic picked that up i heard that Woo! Uh, smells funky here (laughs) but uh these these are some songs that weren't on beatles albums but you all know day tripper we Can Work It Out, Paperback Rider, Rain, Lady Madonna, The Inner Light, Hey Jude, Revolution, Get Back, Don't Let Me Down, The Ballad of John and Yoko, Old Brown Shoe, Across the Universe, Let It Be, and my personal favorite, You Know My Name, Look Up the Number. You're, you're kidding, right? Is no, that, I love that even a song? I love that song. Really? With Brian, with Brian Jones from the Rolling Stones. Dude, that shit's like out. Revolution number nine to me. Oh, I love it. I love oh, it. I hate that song. But uh, I, I think now if you go to buy it, they have its past masters one and two are combined in a, in a two-disc set. But uh, I love the Beatles, and uh, if chances are, if you love this album, you should love the Beatles too, because a lot of these songs on Dress to Kill are very Beatles-like. Uh, just in, you know... In, in the harmonies and the short structures of the song. I absolutely love the Beatles. I love Past Masters Volume 2. That is my pick of the week. Bill Wayne, what you got? Well, here we go. All I gotta say is back in the summer of 1985, this kid was totally discovering all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, I was like, by that juncture, I was in a Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Exodus, whatnot. And then, lo and behold, some guy from Florida came up to me. His name was John Simpson. And he said, listen to this album. 
And I said, what is it? He said, listen to this album. And we played the actual album on my mom's stereo. And the album was Power of the Night by Sabotage. Oh, yeah. Basically made me go ape shit. Power of the Night, Sabotage, 1985. Here we go. Diddly D. There we go. Sabotage, Power of the Night. I know before I've said other stuff. I've never said this. Power of the Night is the most sonically brilliant metal album ever. And here we go. That's my pick of the week. 1985, Sabotage, Power of the Night. I love love that album, and I have a seven-word review for it. You ready, Phil? I'm ready! Raise the fist of the metal child! Thank you. <laughs> yeah! Raise up this. <laughs> God, I love you. <laughs> exactly, bro. Exactly. So there we go. That's my fucking pick of the week. Dilly D. And, and I just want to say, when I saw Sabotage open for Dio, they opened with the title track. Uh, yeah. Well, you, you, you saw the same tour I saw, but unfortunately, by the time they got to San Francisco... They splintered off, and by the time it was Dio and Megadeth, and then Sabotage had their own little. Well, actually, well, yeah, not really ba- Megadeth. Yeah, no, it's better. I'd rather, I'd rather see Sabotage. Oh, uh, yeah, so, anyways, yeah. Yeah, you saw a longer set, so. Yeah, I certainly did. And I was. And, and then that tour in particular, where I was uh, with William Clare. If you're listening to this review, uh, I was. I love yeah. I was with uh, Tony Ingalls, and uh, anyways, I was like literally right next to the stage, and it was obviously the Hall of the Mountain King tour, and the beautiful thing is they open up with sirens, as opposed to when you saw them, Dr. Fuck, they didn't open up with sirens, right? No, they didn't. They opened up with Power of the Night. Yeah, okay, so anyways, yeah, so that's my pick of the week. Awesome. All right, my pick of the week is uh, The Beatles Past Mastered Volume 1. Oh, you Ooh, yeah, yeah. What a bitch. I love Volume 1 as much as I love Volume 2. It has This Boy, Yes It Is, Bad Boy, uh, From Me to awesome. You. Awesome, awesome pick, awesome pick. Hell yeah. Um, there's so, I, I think the only lame things about it is those two German sung songs. She licked dick, yeah. It sounds like you're saying she licked dick. <laughs> uh, she loves you. It's like she licked dick. God bless her. She licked it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but but yeah, I love I love them both. You know, to tell you the truth, one ain't good without the other, man. I feel like they all they it should be like the white album, a double album. I sh- I wouldn't I wouldn't put one over the other. I love them both equally because it shows the genesis of of the Beatles to what they turn into. But yet, it all makes sense, man. You can hear little and- hints and you know. And speaking of the White Album, check out our White Album review episode. Yeah. Uh, but- oh, which is awesome. Yeah, check out the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast White Album. I love that. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, check it out, Mark Strugel. 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 Hey, come on. <laughs> Chris Sinsnack. It's Sinsnack. <laughs> which they are two buddies. So anyways, there we go. Dilly D. Woo. Hey, can I can I have a fan of the week this week? Oh, if you want to take it, okay. Yeah, save yours for the next episode, okay? All right. Uh, I want to do a fan of the week to Jason Perk. 
again? Yes, yes. Uh, he, I'm hoping, I'm going to tell him to listen to this episode. He is the fan of the week. Uh, he, um, yeah! Woo! Fighting cancer. We're, we're on your side, buddy. We, we hope you the best, and we're here for you. Whenever you need us, we're, we're family, man. So you, We love you! Yeah, we love you! Hell Woo! yeah. Uh, you wanted the best. You are the best, Jason. And uh, yeah. we're on your side, Fuck man. Yeah. And we're hoping the best. And we want you to kick its ass and be here longer than Michael Bravard, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, want you to be much longer than Michael Bravard. And, and I want like and I want Michael Bravard to live for a hundred years. That's how much. I want of you to live. Of course you do. Of course. Because I want Jason to live longer want, than that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, Way longer. Uh, uh, Jason, uh, send me a friend request. Uh, and I would love to call and talk to you, man. Just to, you know, touch a base and uh, and wish you well, man. And we appreciate you listening. And I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that uh, Rouse the Videos have made you so happy. And Rouse the videos, yeah. Rouse the videos have made a lot of people happy, and we've got we've got a lot of uh, made a lot of people angry too. <laughs> yeah, but you know you know what I mean. I mean, Ralph, you were right there for one of the most touching messages we ever got when you were with me in New Orleans. You know, a, lo- a lot of people have said uh, that they've been going through some terrible shit, but our shows make them laugh and make them forget about some bullshit for a while. And uh, that that is the greatest compliment we will ever get. So you know, uh, send us your phone number, send us whatever, we will call you and talk to you. And, oh yeah, uh, for sure, Jason. Uh, give me your number, bro. We'll talk. Oh I would yeah, lo- I would love to talk to him. Oh, and and I and I would too, man, because uh, we appreciate you listening and, and and so glad that in any way that whatever we can do. Can help you through. Some yeah, we can. Times. We can. It'd be great if Jason would do a show with us. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would be great. It. I'll bring it up to him. Yeah, and you want to do that? You automatically. You are up the next week. That will be your up. I'll tell him. I'll tell him you picked the fucking album. Exactly. Even if it's Faith No More, I'll do it. Shit, I don't care if it's The Elder. I'll do it again. Whatever Jason wants to do, Jason, I really do pray for you. I hope. You live a long life, and I really do also hope you're not a fan of Faith No More. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, seriously, though, Jason, um, dude, it, it's a very touching story. Uh, we love you. Thank you so much. We're appreciating what we do, and we would love to have you on the show. That would yeah, be great. That, that yeah. would be great. That's, yeah. a, that's totally up to him. If you can, if not, don't worry, bro. You're still, you're still our brother, man. Yes. All right, Bill. So uh, before we do our plugs, you, we want you to give your plugs first. All right. Well, here's the deal. You can find me on Kiss 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 Metal Hard Rock uh, uh, is on Facebook. Or you know what? Here's the deal. I've got. I kind of figured it out. Just fucking look me up on Facebook. Put in Bill Wang, and the first person that comes up <laughs> is me. Bill Wang. I'm the guy, and everybody that has nothing to do with Facebook, if you put in Bill Wang, I fucking is the person that comes up first, and I will let you join my group. So here you do. Here's the deal. My name is Bill Wang. Hook me up. I'll fucking hook you up. We're a family. Dilly D. Fam. Awesome. Yeah. 
And if you can't find him through that, go on to catch a predator. Uh, <laughs> Chris, Chris Williams. <laughs> Hashtag Bill Wayne. And uh, before Ian goes into his long-winded thing, which is, you know, very important because his plugs are very important. They're all great people. I want to plug my Facebook pages because I have quite a few now. Uh, Almost Human 56, which is, if it wasn't for that page, there wouldn't be a podcast. Because that's where we all met on my Almost Human 56 page. Uh, also, the Eternal Idols, where it's about Black Sabbath. Uh, uh, that's, you know, my Black Sabbath reviews. So I made, there, it's also a face, a YouTube page where my Black Sabbath reviews, Almost Human 56 kids reviews. Also, has, uh, I also have, um, a channel for Van Halen called Everything Hailing, and my brand new one called All Types of Music, where I've discovered some really cool shit on that page. Uh, Ian, I know you're not on it. Bill, are you on it? Yeah, yeah I'm on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bill, you joined it, though. I didn't send you no invite. No, no, actually, yeah. well, you actually put a, a, like a thing on my group of multi-thousands and I joined it from there. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, and yeah. Ian, you should join it. And, well, uh, I, I got asked, I got asked the other day, somebody goes, are you on Ralph's new page? And I was like, <laughs> every time I'm on a Ralph page, I'm like, <laughs> I get in trouble. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I haven't been there yet because I would probably just post Haircut 100 videos. You know, that's and, not true. You've never gotten in trouble on the Black Sabbath, on the, uh, well, almost human, yeah. Uh, what else? <laughs> what else? I mean, all my channels, you're on all of them. You're on I, all my pages. Uh, the yeah, Dr. But, Fuck Show. But, but, but I, I would like to say I totally support your new page. All right, fine. I, Don't join it. Fuck you. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I, I get that a lot. But no, I want to say I support your new page. I think that's awesome to have a page where there is no... You know, like, oh, it can only be just this. Yeah. I, I, I love that you have a page that encompasses all music that people care about. Because obviously you're not going to post something unless it's something you like. Unless you're just a dick and you're going to post something. Yeah, well, that's one of the rules. I said, don't be posting shit you don't like to be cute, you know? Right, and that would be me. That's why I'm not... Oh, then don't page. join. Yeah, yeah. Don't I be know, me. right? Because I'm a prick. Yeah, no, man. No, what the no, fuck's no. wrong with you, Ian? I, what I can you behave? Oh. I mean, oh, you can I, you can go on your stupid Van, uh, Sammy Hagar hating things and do all you want, but dude, why the <laughs> fuck are you so into drama, dude? Why don't you wear a skirt? Uh, cause of my hips. Okay. You know, it makes me look bad. Doesn't stop uh, a lot of girls I know. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but anyway, no. Uh, sounds like an awesome page that I encourage everybody to join. Yeah, and also I have a, a page for the Doctor Fuck Show. There's a page for that as well, and I may be... Yes, yes, indeed. A great show, by the way. Thank you. Uh, and, uh... Well, hey, let me, let me poke my shit. I don't have multiple shit. I have one page, and it's Kiss, 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 Metal and Hard Rock, and there's multi-thousands of people that are part of it. You know, and I know you guys all have a bunch of groups. If you add up all you guys' groups, you still don't have enough... As, like what I got. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, here's the deal. Um, back in the day, I used to do a lot of drugs, and I fucking is that found what, out. Is that when you went to Van Hagar concerts? Um, 
whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> back in the day, I used to, I like, when I used to live in El Cerrito, I somehow connected to Dr. Fuck, okay? And I never connected to him on a personal level because I, I never, like, put a name, like, to the channel. But if you go back to the back in the day, and if you watch those videos way back in the 2000s, you see a name, and I'm not going to say a name because it's going to kind of fuck me up. But I always used to always fucking support him, man. Thank and you, man. All of a sudden, now I'm on a podcast um, with him, Dr. Fuck, and Wadzilla, and I am the most proudest to be part of it. I've been on every podcast available. I've been on Decibel Geek. Anyways, I've been on every but the number one fucking podcast. Here's the deal number motherfucking and I'm not trying to be disrespectful to everybody and I know somebody in particular is going to listen to this but I don't care I'm not trying to be a dick but the number one podcast in the nation is a rock and metal combat podcast yeah yeah Italy. yeah there's nothing that compares here's the deal the kings of podcasts and I'm proud to be part of it and I don't care and I've been on them all but I'm more proud to be on this podcast. Wow. I'm Bill Wang, and I'm so proud to be part of this podcast. And I will never, ever, ever be fucking... I'm serious, man. Here's the deal. Hey, Bang. Bill, Bill, what do you think? Rock and Metal Combat Podcast for president. Oh, shit. Dr. Fucking fucking Wadzilla. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. Here's the deal. Dr. Fuck president. <laughs> Wazilla, no, hold on. Dr. Fuck President. Wazilla, Vice President. Bill Wang, Secretary of Scab Defense. You know, I you know, love you, you know what's the first know? job I'm giving you, Bill? I'm going to give you what's the executive that? order to go and get fucking Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer kick the fuck out of Kiss and just destroy the band, period. <laughs> I want you to do a total Andrew Devereaux, but this time win. I will. I will. I will. I will. Hey, hey, Ralph, are you there? Yes. How come you never comment on any of my videos? I'm oh, here. Here we go. All right. Okay. Here, I got. I got here it. Here it goes right. Here it goes right. <laughs> I, Fuck that bullshit. I'm all. I'm all and I'm all. What the fuck? I like everything he does. Talk to me, brother. Okay. Why don't you like my videos? All right. Here. Here's why. Here's why. And it's. Why? And it, and it's a it's a very it's a very simple answer, because yeah, but I'm sure it's a bullshit answer. No, it's not. Why? It's not because oh, okay. because if you were to tag me, I can see it. Oh uh, well, uh, now you're gonna play the tag game. If I tagged you, then you'd be all. Why do people tag me? No bullshit, not you. I would not do that with you. And let me explain something to you, Wang. And I'm not, right. uh, believe me, dude, this is the honest truth. Facebook right. is a nightmare. To be honest, I get pissed off. I'm going to, I told your fucking partner, it's like, man, I fucking post shit and he fucking ignores it. I'm so mad. But go ahead, as you were saying. <laughs> go ahead, Dr. Dude, Dad. I get, I get every day in the morning, I get 40 notif uh, uh, messages. I have to sift through a lot of shit. Facebook to me is a burden. Not only you, but a lot of people get mad at me on Facebook because 
I don't well, actually I don't care about the other people. I'm Bill Wang. Yeah, but Bill Wang needs to tag me, and Bill Wang needs to fucking let me know. And I care I about care you. About Jimmy Simpson and Bobby's fucking heart throb. I'm fucking Bill Wang. You should respond to every time Bill Wang says anything. <laughs> All right, Bill. I am gonna, but I need a tag, dude. I'm not on Facebook as much as you think I am. I don't look my my whole my whole Facebook thing is this, dude. This is my my Facebook thing to promote my band, to promote my radio show, to promote the podcast. I do things that I'm. It's almost hit and run because here's the thing. I get, and I I don't want to fucking bring certain people up, but there's certain people that message me that I talk to a lot, and I spend a lot of time in the private message section in uh, Facebook where I don't really get to go on my news feed that much. And when I do, I don't see your videos, bro, because they must have been buried or they were done much earlier. The prime time I am on the computer is around 10 p.m. my time. Uh, 10 p.m. to like 12 p.m. That's when I actually, and also in the morning, like around uh, 6 a.m. in the morning is the prime time I'm on my newsfeed, which is only like an hour a day. You can say diddly D. Oh my God, this guy that was fucking playing this down. I'm fucking Bill Wang. So here's the deal. Hey, Bill Wang. No, it's all good. Bill Wang. Who, what fucking band? Name one fucking band where the front man went up on stage and did a tribute to Bill fucking Wang. Only uh, one. You. Only you. one. That's right. <laughs> I went up on stage and did a tribute to you. I think I'm, I'm starting to get pretty drunk. I think I'm going to post. Oh, 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 by the way. I, no, you're right. It, you, you posted about me. But um, <laughs> I made a video of me watching. You know the video I I, I made of uh, you, Dilly D? But I made a video of, of me watching the video of you talking about me. And I'm all, bam, bam, bam. Oh, oh, whoa, wait a second. Right there is proof that I'm right, because you made a video of me doing the Bill Wang thing, and I never saw it. So you see what I mean? You know I would have commented if I saw it, but I never saw it. Like, I didn't see all your other videos. I've seen a few where you interview... I know, but I was like, how the fuck did you not see my videos? Everybody (laughs) sees them. How the fuck did you not see them? So I'm just saying, like, part of me is like, hello, auto body. Oh, you didn't really see my video of Bill Wang. Bill Wang, everybody knows Bill Wang. Anyway, it's all, no, it's all good. I mean, so I do, do you believe me? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, come on, man. You, you honestly think I saw your videos and I didn't comment on it? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, alright. Hey, 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 what I want to... Yeah, don't get mad at me. You asked me a question. Yeah, but but you're wrong, dude. You're wrong. I never saw uh, it. I know, right? Bro, I love you like I fucking love my sister. But anyways, you asked me a question, but... <laughs> hey, no, right. no, 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 seriously. I have a lot of videos that is like just me lip-syncing to John Cavity. And nobody is like them. And, and you see, Bill, I actually saw those. Shut up! Why are you always saying that crap, Ian? <laughs> well, I'm just saying... Happy. I, thought, I mean, come on, dude. I, I, they were I thought you, of all people, would like my John Cashman. I mean... No, I hate it. 
All right, I'll get back up. <laughs> Zero chopsticks for John Cafferty. Uh, it's bullshit. It's like, are you really serious? Shut up. All right, I'm going to get out of the conversation. So uh, now's the point where we plug the people that we love and, and the shit that's important to us. Of course, we have to talk about that metal station where you... Well, of course, Podbean is our home. Check out the Podbean page where there's links for everything. Also, check out that metalstation.com where you can hear us twice a week. Sundays at 11... Or is it noon Eastern? Uh, 11, uh, Sundays at 11 a.m. and Thursdays at 8 p.m. No, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. And also, while you're on there, there's so many shows on that metal station. Mike Tyler has his two shows, one on Wednesday and no, one no, on Friday. T- Tuesday at 8 p.m. and Friday at 1 a.m. Yeah, I've I drank way too much. It's also home of our own the Dr. Fuck Show. Uh, we're always following the Rock and Metal Combat podcast when they when the Metal Station airs it. Uh, so I'm on on the live show, which is like almost always live. It, it's, there's there's some Thursdays I have to go out, so we'll, I'll, I'll prepare a show and play it. But the live show is on 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursdays. Then we repeat it on Sunday uh, at uh, 1 p.m which is, again, both are after the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, which airs on that metal station, thanks to our boss, the great Scott Green. Um, also, some some other shows that support us, and we support them. All right, Kiss Army. Since 2007, you've been getting Podkissed, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. That's right, it's your podcast. Every month, the podcast crew, along with the Kiss Room, brings you Kiss Talk like no one else, whether it be roundtables, interviews with the band past and present, analysis, and great Kiss fun. Hi, this is Ace Frehley, and you're listening to Podkiss. Hi, this is Bruce Kulik, and you're listening to Podkiss. The Podkiss, the Kiss audio fanzine for your ears. Hey everybody, I'm Aaron. And I'm Chris. And we're from the Decibel Geek Podcast. And if you love this... Then you'll love us. That's right. Brand new episode every single Monday. You can find us on iTunes and at decibelgeek.com. And the best thing is, it's rock and roll and it's always free. Earpillar, the podcasting and interview news site. To keep up with your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear, go to earpillar.com to find out what we're all about. You haven't listened to Mars Attacks podcast? What are you waiting for, man? Host Victor M. Ruiz brings you all types of hard rock and metal-based podcasts. You'll find everything from music-based episodes, interviews, to series such as ultra-sexy classic album series, where some of your favorite musicians, producers, journalists, and show hosts comments on the albums that push the evolutionary chains of hard rock and metal. Get with it and go to MarsAttacksRadio.com to find out more. Check out uh, Mystery, uh, Mystery Science. I always fucking say it. Kistory Science Theater. Check out Barbarian Rage. 
I'll tell you what, another show I forgot to tell you about that you need to check out is The Rock Show with Gully and Joe. All right, well, if you enjoyed that episode, and we know you did, come back next week when one of my personal heroes, Howie Long, shows up to talk about his favorite album by Rob Halford, the debut album by the band Two. Ooh, that'll be interesting. That's next week. On the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. And I want to say a very special motherfucking diddly 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 bam 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 to Bill Wang. Thank you for being here, yeah! Master Wang. Diddly 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 bam bam bam. Here we go. Rock and Metal Podcast is the place to be. Diddly D. Bam. Good night. Hey, no, hold on. You said Rock and Metal Podcast. You didn't say combat. Oh, God, I always fuck that up. All right, do it again. Hold on. <laughs> All right, here we go. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the place to be. Diddly D. See you next week, everybody. Yeah.